Hey everybody, this is Hyper. Before this episode gets started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to say, um, in the time between episode 4 and episode 5 here that you're about to listen to, that we here at Last Light, Danny and myself, won a couple of awards from the Cusco Webfest. Um, Danny took uh, Best Player for Harmony, I got Best GM, and we also picked up uh, Best Sound Design for an actual play. And uh, I just think that that's really crazy and incredible and really cool. Um, And I wanted to take just a second to thank folks for listening to the show and for being very patient as Danny and I have, especially myself on the editing end, have had to deal with quite a number of uh, delays that have kind of kept us from getting the show out on the schedule that we hoped for. This is also me saying that if you're listening to this as this is coming out, this is not a promise that I'm going to be able to continue to stay on the schedule, although I do promise I am trying my very best. (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's all. Thank you very much for listening, and... On with the rest of the episode. The first sunny day in what feels like weeks. You find your way into a familiar place on another new comic book day. Wally's wild world of words and whimsy is bustling with business on this bright, dry spring day. Is that a new t-shirt you've got there? Inspired by your recent conversion to the Church of Consistent Comic Book Reading? It's a nice design. That's a nice shirt, Wally declares. And I like the new boots. Thankfully you don't need them today, huh? Lovely weather. He points over to the wall again. Usual place. I just finished putting up another box of the new stuff. Good stuff today. And so you make your way over. In a special stand... You see that there's been a big reprinted collection of the Dynamic Ranger book from the 2000s, depicting the battles of Dynamic Ranger Jeremy Grimshaw against the strange forces from beyond the stars that make their way to Earth. And then you see the newest selection of Last Light's publications. The first issue of a new book, Dual Dryad, depicts a girl covered in bark and robes and dark clothing, and a tree in the shape of a girl. As both heroes, claiming the name Dryad, chase their dark origins together into the woods. There's a new issue of Operators of X-Hawk, depicting a squad of armored individuals sneaking along the interior of a strange hidden laboratory. The team of Operators, Isometric, Charge Centurion, Habit, and Iron Archer prepare for battle against a shadowed, approaching force. But, you see the first book that you're after here today. Rider Unlimited Number 5. The cover depicts a kitchen table from overhead, with the plate, meal, and utensils carefully laid out around it. On the plate is the strange, mutated form of a two-headed cuttlefish, almost cartoony in appearance. The fork is a pickaxe. The spoon is a hammer. The knife 
is Ryder's mighty blade. You see the knocked-over forms of seasoning shakers and a pepper grinder. A crushed red pepper shaker depicts a charred, broken, shattered version of the Glory Driver armor's helmet. The salt shaker bears the visage of a battered and injured Harmony Winters. The pepper grinder is in the shape of a bowling trophy. Where a small pile of peas should be on the plate, there sits a bowling ball and a marble. Two hands reach onto the table for the salt shaker. One, a cybernetic appendage stripped to its most hazardous look. And another, the familiar clawed hand of absolute zero. This is Ryder Unlimited number five. All about heart. And so, you turn the page. And you find... turn the page from the front cover and find ourselves uh, on the road in still upstate New York but a lot you know further along in the country than uh, where we have been previously still sort of more centralized but approaching the uh, sort of eastern borders of the state we zoom in and we find harmony as she is zooming down uh you know this sort of long stretch of empty road trees on all sides uh, you have your new motorcycle and core palisade i suppose in the form of dragon who was originally flying you along but after you like you know reached the point where you needed to you know demorph because by just because of the fact that you know the suit takes so much power and you needed to let it recharge for some time uh regardless of the situation like once you demorphed dragon kind of shifted and still has a lot of the tech stuff going on you know and is still leading you in the direction of this 
pinging like energy signature that it seems as though she has acquired uh, but like was no longer able to like keep up and fly or have like those weapons and stuff on and is functionally more of a dragon shaped motorcycle uh, more than anything else at this time as you're speeding along uh, coat on goggles on I think it feels kind of kind of great not only just because it's it's in part due to the fact that dragon is just is functionally a motorcycle that handles really fucking well like that's the biggest thing but it's more this like feeling of like that I kind of whenever you make a bold change in your life you get this like period of buyer's remorse even if it's for the better you still think oh I don't actually have like the freedoms that I used to have like I uh you know like sure the life I'm running away I'm leaving behind wasn't perfect but like it was comfortable and I wouldn't say that out loud to anybody but I was kind of start when I was digging through trash I was starting to feel it you know but it's kind of moments like these where like it in my brain it's worth it that's part of why I don't mind going on this side quest is because like I've kind of just realized I have the freedom to do whatever the fuck I want this isn't like just a mission anymore this is like freedom I can choose to go do this. And that's exhilarating. Like, yeah, sure, it's a bargain, but I chose to accept that bargain. And that's different between than, like, say... I don't know. Like, Mom, I'd like a pack of, like, Yagubo cards. And in exchange, well, I'd have to, like, go to a, this party I didn't want to go to, wear this dress I didn't want to wear. And then I'd get that starter deck. I'm choosing to take this bargain. Where before it was disguised as a bargain because I knew in my heart I was gonna have to do that all that shit anyway, so I just said yes to get my cards. But now it's different. And similarly, I'm curious to know where is Harmony at mentally, not just with this sense of freedom that she's starting to, you know, accrue and feel and understand, but also like you're you're just now leaving Canastota. You have kind of you know, road tripped across New York State uh, over the course of the last two days or so now, and you are, you know, after ideally, probably after this stop that Dragon's leading you to, you are going to be making your way directly into Last Light. I'm curious to know where your head is at now that, like, the closer you've gotten to Last Light, the more that you've seen of, like, a little bit of the sense of, like, the hero sphere that exists, you know, sort of... In, in this world that you have looked at from afar and, you know, you know it populates uh, Last Light. But especially just now leaving uh, Canistota and everything that was there, you just ran into some people that are, I'm not going to say quite, that are, you know, like you, but definitely operate in the same world that clearly you're operating in. Where's your head at around that? Um, it's not what I expected. Is that fair to say? And I think, like, you know, I think she's monologuing something to the effect about this of she kind of had it in her head that everyone who operated the way she did just kind of inherently wanted to help each other. Which is, you know, comedy because of the way she's been carrying herself. But, like, she always thought they were all willing to spring into action for each other at a moment's notice. But, like, the way she's kind of starting to see it is that everyone seems to be really stuck on what they deal with. Which is kind of annoying, but again, 
a part of her is acknowledging I'm kind of the same way, but then she would justify it to herself, like, well, I'm literally being chased, so my hands are tied here. But she doesn't, like, say that aloud. It's just kind of where her head's at. Like, she just expected things to be different at this point. You know, the I imagine it's framed similar to how it's been framed at the end of all of the books and issues that we've had so far. Uh, but now it's, like, framed similarly as you're speeding along that, like, every time that you, like, sort of look off towards the direction of Last Light, you know, the art on the, like, panel and in the, like, page itself, you know, has this sort of, like, consistently flashing light, you know, f- to imply the lighthouse that is, uh, that Last Light City is known for. Uh, and that, you know, indicating that you're getting closer and closer. And you know that you're getting closer. And how's it feel to know that you're nearly there? The place that you've been, go- that you've been going since this, this whole adventure started for you? A little nervous. I'm not sure what I'm going to find. I've never known what I'm going to find. I just knew I needed to go. I just went there because, I mean, it's where you go if you need help. And as you're speeding along thinking about all these things that are currently in your head you see coming up a sort of like dilapidated sort of given to the elements and vandals uh, kind of uh, sign that's on the side of the road well you know as best as you can read because of how weathered it is but it seems to say welcome to Vigrid New York Vigrid? Vigrid thank you I'm just going to jot down that name as uh, you know I just sort of like tap the I can only imagine it as, like, a Dragon Ball scanner just in the center of the dashboard. I just kind of tap at it, like, this the spot. And uh, the pinging uh, on that little radar continues on, and it, like, is pointing you further in this direction, but it is, you know, getting a lot closer. You can tell that it's within the limits of what would have been considered this uh, town at some point. As, uh, you know, I think she acknowledges, and then she says... The deeper we go, you know, revs revs cycle, if nothing else, because it looks good on the panel, and speeds in. And you go, you know, tearing through, along the road, moving forward, and as you're going, as you're going, you start, like, passing along what are some uh, demolished, you know, clearly torn down, uh, not just, like, by the elements, but, like, professionally, like, various, like, what seems like they might have been homes or maybe office buildings or, you know, that kind of a thing in this place. The rough architecture for some of the still abandoned buildings that are still up in this little area. You give the vibe that this place was, you know, that this place was the kind of town that would have been open, like, and, like, really operating probably around, like, you know, the... 60s maybe into the 70s but absolutely no further you know Mm -hmm. and you are specifically uh sort of like there are still some signs that are up some of which even seem to be like almost like new not necessarily like they were put up yesterday but like they weren't put up when this town was founded that are like actively like sort of going like leading the roads in a, in a specific direction and as best as you can tell uh you know following your radar it seems as though you are in fact moving along in the same way almost like the signs are starting to like guide you in that direction on some level i she can acknowledge it's convenient and is following the signs on another level she's definitely like 
slowed down a little and is taking these turns a little more carefully. And as you're going along, the signs, you know, they are sort of directing you towards and announcing it, but also, you know, it slowly becomes clear. They're leading you towards uh, what used to be the only reason that this town existed. There used to be a sort of uh, mine, like a mine and a like mining quarry out here. Uh, and this thing is sort of leading you in the direction of like where those mining tunnels used to be. Well, not used to be necessarily. They're definitely still there, but like you know, they're clearly not active anymore. You know, nobody is working here anymore. Right. And I think just kind of thinking out loud, and she says, "What could possibly be underground that's so important to you?" Not really expecting an answer, just kind of wondering. Uh, it is slowly revealed, uh, and you know, you are able to sort of catch wind of it that this seems to have been at some point. Uh, an active salt mine digging for salt literally nothing else and as you're like sort of making your way like you turn onto this one road that sort of leads down into this like smaller like sort of salt quarry you know where the various mining tunnels actually are you see you know down this road in the flat direction that you kind of have to go sort of swarming around this whole area you know, and maybe not even have noticed you, or maybe they were waiting for you, you don't know. A collection, you know, a small platoon, dare I say, a little army of uh, those snowflakes from Black Frost. Little silver heads with their, you know, little silver, almost aluminum foil esque uh, snowflake heads uh, glinting in the sunlight. Just kind of like, you know, wandering around, making their weird motions uh, in their weird black and silver bodysuits. Some of them are, are like wandering around looking in the salt almost, and others are like just kind of standing there almost like they're preparing to block your entry uh, since the road is kind of steep and, you know, kind of falls on either side. Uh, almost like a black diamond, like skiing cliff almost. But there's one that's very distinct wandering around. Um, a sort of more cylindrical, uh, but like, like cylindrical, but with a clear like sphere in the center, blue head that you recognize uh, as one of the prototype snowballs that is part of this particular like collection of uh, you know machines. Nods, yeah, and I think you know. I think I do stop the motorcycle just because I'm, I've you know, I can I can tell when there's you know sort of like I can tell when there's sharks in the water. And I've stopped and, you know, just... I don't have, like, high-tech goggles or anything, but, like, I'm just, like, squinting and using my just good eyes that I have. And just, you know, just taking stock. I'm not really assessing. I'm just sort of... I'm not really assessing. I can tell that... I can tell what this is going to have to be. I'm just deciding my approach. You know what I mean? Nodding. And are you just kind of, you know, there on the road, out in the open, looking at this thing, looking for that approach? For now, um... I don't, they don't appear to have actively noticed me, so for now I'm just mulling, I'm just weighing the options of, do I go in guns blazing, or do I back out, or do, or should I go more of a quiet approach? And I'm just mulling the pros and cons of, of both options at this moment in time. Nodding. And then, uh, after, you know, just a brief moment, it's almost like your decision has to be made for you in this instance, as the various snowflakes they start to part you know sort of like as though they're letting something through and you spot an old dare i say friend wandering through this 
large uh, humanoid uh, cuttlefish looking thing with that sort of splits at the torso into two sort of separate uh, like heads almost you know upper bodies really one of them is kind of looking down at the floor a little downtrodden and kind of sad you know just kind of like twisting the tentacles together and the other one is looking up straight towards you lifting in one of it in one of his other off tentacles uh what appears to be sort of a you know almost uh like lord of the rings-esque like dwarven war hammer but along the like flat top on the very top of the hammer there seems to be what appears to be a bowling trophy along the top uh, with a little like the guy with the who's ha- who's holding the bowling ball is holding what appears to be a little globe they're just kind of wandering forward through and the one on the uh, right side with the warhammer looks up and shouts out well if it isn't harmony just in time don't you know that it's rude to keep people waiting like this sort of cracks neck and just responds don't you know it's rude to plan a party without calling first? Well, you know, it's not rude. And then uh, the vo- the one on the left just says, "When it's uh, when it's when it's uh, when it's supposed to be a surprise." And I think just sort of like shifts into fighting fighting pose and in like a fighting position. And I think she just responds, "Well, I'll just take my to-go bag and leave." They start, the two of them, they start stepping up, you know, further down the road. The snowflakes are kind of following them. The snowball uh, close behind, you know, sort of prepping its little laser hand. And uh, the one on the right, you know, sort of points up to you uh, with one of the tentacles, not the one with the warhammer in it, and just says, Listen, Harmony, you know how this is going to go for you if you decide to pick a fight with the worldwide cuttlefish. And we would really rather not have to take you down. I'm sure you've already seen the world has gotten very dangerous recently. And, you know, we'd just like to maybe talk this through. Let you just come on home before things have to get worse. There's a panel of her foot shifting back as she's, like, affirming her stance as she says... Then let's get dangerous. Charge, boys! And the fucking snowflakes and snowball go fucking charging up the hill. They go rushing up uh, with worldwide cuttlefish, uh, you know, lumbering uh, behind. Nods. Yeah, and I and I and I don't think I've morphed yet because uh, I think for a couple reasons. One, she's got to conserve energy, but she's not sure a hundred if cuttlefish is aware of that or not. But also as a sense of she's confident in her ability to, to take a group of these out now without it and as testing her and is half testing her abilities half doing this on the fly because she has to almost like she's got something to prove now nods and uh i mean what's it look like what's the plan what's going on i think the plan is i'm going to uh, normally by the time again i would have been morphed by now but i think uh, I, are they armed with anything specific working for cuttlefish or just Standard stock today. Fucking, the snowflakes just have their standard stuff, you know, uh, as best as you can tell. You know, their little sword hands. Nods. Okay, so I think what the plan is, is I'm just going to go about standard fairy, like, you know, roll past them swinging to, like, grab them under the arm, because I know that's a design flaw they have, where I could just grab them under the arm and I can just, knee like, knee one to, like, get it to stumble back before, like, giving a couple of quick punches and... To, so stump, so it's stumbling as the next one's running at me. I do like a quick kick to its center, and then bring, so I can bring my foot down to pivot into like a jump kick to just knock the other one into the fir- into the other one's sword arm. I'm nodding bigly. See, there's a lot of them. 
and while you're definitely able to start taking down those first ones, they're trying to swarm. They're not trying to Colosseum gladiator you. So as you're, you know, carrying this momentum and, try and taking down a few of them to try to take down some more, I'm going to ask you that for that hot directly engaging of a threat. I was just checking my labels to see if anything changed in the past two seconds. That is an eight. I'm going to pick Resistor Avoid Blows. I just think without picking any, I just think that this inherently is proving what I might, what I, I, this is inherently proving what I'm setting out to prove. So I don't feel compelled to pick anything else right now. So here's what I think starts going on here at the same time is that like you are starting to like, you know, tear through, break down and like move through this, like, you know, the collection of, of snowflakes that are storming up this road, trying to get to you. In the process of like tearing through the various snowflakes, you you're also I think slowly being faced with the with the issue that's just the fact that like there is just a lot of them, aren't too many of them even. And as the snowball is stepping forward, you also see that uh, that one is is starting to like charge a blast on its little laser hand. And soon, uh, you know, you have to you're gonna have to figure out something to both not to deal with both this like crowd that's slowly starting to swarm over and around you and like sort of block off all of like the cool like ways that you can follow up on your own momentum and also you're gonna have to try to do something about that boy back there who's about to take some shots and you know it will hurt you know this is a new you know this is a new putty i'm just trying i am trying to think of like i'm i'm taking a moment as the player looking at the conditions i have hopeless and guilty i'm like how do i spin this Oh, those are two stats I don't need negative twos in right now. <laughs> okay, I think I have something, but it's not perfect. It's not, it's dirty, but it'll work. I think what I'm going to do is... um, I know it's going to hurt, but what I'm going to have to do is I'm just going to... I think what my plan is, is I'm, Jake, I'm just going to try and like keep fighting the snowflakes as if I don't notice them. I'm charging that blast. But then grab a... But then pivot and grab a snowflake to like block, to block it. Because I've heard of this prototype, I haven't seen it in action, but I remember like hearing it being discussed in the lab how we just can't get the cooling system on the blaster right, and I'm hoping that's referring to this dude. It's gotta be an unleash, right? Yeah, like I said, that's why I said I knew it was gonna be hurt, but th that's all I've got. Yeah, that is a five. Uh, yeah, you pivot and you go and you grab that snowflake, and you know hold it and, and you know hold it down to have it like take this shot and on one hand you are right like the snowball fires this shot out it blasts forward and this beam shoots out and, and hits right into this thing you know it hits right into the snowflake and sends out all the sparks and, and that you would expect of it and then immediately you realize a you are correct in that like the like laser on this thing's arm does seem to be a little bit finicky as like it immediately like puts it down and starts going through a like we focus on that for a panel and we see that it is like you know taking its moment to like mess with uh like the beam because it's clear that like it can fire like one good shot from its laser but then it has to sort of go through almost like a cool down process almost like you know reloading a machine gun kind of thing at the same time though that snowflake that you're holding, it gets hit, and you immediately understand uh, that this beam is particularly powerful because 
the beam doesn't hit you because of the snowflake that you're that you're holding in front of you, but the uh, snowflake instantly like exploding and like exploding massively, almost the same kind of explosion that you know any of the rubber suits that you fight, any of the diabolical machines put off when you beat them. That one, that you get caught in that because you're right there and you get knocked right down that like you know sort of. Not quite cliffside, but you know, like the slope down the side of the hill, and just get knocked right into the quarry. <laughs> Mark a condition for me. Nods. I I get cut, but it looks. I get cut like on the cheek, but it looks good. As 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 what happens in Common Rider. Hell yeah, and as you're, you know, down in you know in the ground, there's a first things first. By the way, there's a lot of dirt here, but there's also still a non-zero amount of salt that is like in this ground, in this rock here. And so, like, you got, like, a lot of, of, like, salt sort of residue kind of on your outfit. And as you're, like, climbing back up, a shadow sort of comes over you. And you see worldwide cuttlefish right there. As, you know, he just says, You're not looking so good down there, Harmony. You sure this is a fight you want to pick? I mark insecure, and I'm going to clear insecure. <laughs> as I put on the belt as I, you know, I pull, I flare out the belt and, you know, press a, press a button and I, to like start the morph and I press the button to instantly go into a finisher move. Driver online. Ready. Change protocol engaged. Instantly go into a finisher move? Yeah. Stand by for finishing move. She's not thinking straight. She's insecure. She's insecure. She's not thinking straight. So she's pressing the button and basically go and basically... She knows one thing about this belt that she was probably explicitly told, "Hey, if you're gonna don't tell it to transform and finish your move at the same time," and you know whatever the consequences gets blurred out to the audience. But she's we see her immediately doing that to, because she's like, "I'm going to prove to you that this is a fight I can pick." I'm watch this. All right, I mean that is an unleash. I can't. I, it literally can't be anything else but an unleash. You're right. You are doing something with this belt that not just is it not intended for, but also, boy howdy, that you don't know what you're doing with it. Ooh. Uh, that's, that's, that is a four, isn't it? Yeah, but it works, right? Listen, I know who I'm fighting today. I knew what, I knew, some, sometimes you just know you're going into a bad match, so you just gotta make it good, right? Okay, okay, claps hands. What does this finisher, like, look like or at least what is like you like transforming and then immediately uh you know going into uh the finisher actually look like precision execute rider kick (laughs) and you know that's the panels where i think at the very least she gets her brief satisfaction that she's going to shut him up by doing this because i know that he knows that i'm not supposed to do this and i'm just as literally i'm going into my straight like rider kick from during transfer, well, the transformation is still like part forming around me at the same time. Like this red energy is going around me, and I'm accelerating like a like an arrow. I'm nodding. All right, all right, all right. So you immediately rush forward, zip forward from the energy of the rider kick, and you you know kick uh, worldwide cuttlefish right into the center mass and. The two of you, like, from the sheer force and speed that you, like, zip forward, you know, you both, like, 
you are being pushed along, frankly, just by the raw energy that this belt is outputting. And at the same time, you know, Worldwide Cuttlefish is being pushed backwards and along just from the, you know, force of your attack. And the two of you, this quarry is not like massive, massive, you know, big enough for, you know, a good Sentai fight, but not like, you know, whatever the, you know, whatever Power Rangers has going on and like the quarries that it uses that are designed for, for what's, what feels like at times full scale, uh, like World War II recreations. Like, this is a lot smaller. It's a salt mine in New York, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, like, you guys reach, uh, like, a sort of opposing wall. I imagine you're, like, moving diagonally, and you kind of, like, hit, like, into, like, one of the, like, areas that actually goes down into one of those mines, like, close to one of the, to the entrance. And as Worldwide Cuttlefish is, like, you know, tumbling, is, like, tumbling backwards and, like, not completely destroyed because... <sighs> Quite frankly, you don't have enough energy to actually like fully destroy him in that single hit. And then, like much like much like any of the explosions that happen around whenever you do your thing, you're like there in the like like entering into this tunnel with Worldwide Cuttlefish, and then you just hear your belt uh, just say, "Overload, overload, overload, over." And then after that, there's just this like explosion that rocks you and we have this series of shots where we just see like you like the light and almost like kind of sparkling energy kind of falling off of your suit as you're demorphing is in the middle of like where I cut off is being like thrown backwards and you're both like falling tumbling forward uh like further into this like mine shaft <clears throat> and an explosion is rippling behind you just f from the sheer like the energy like the excess output from your belt like almost like it's exploding almost in a straight line from like where you started this kick to where you where it overloaded and where you ended up and we w see those shots of like the two of you as you're like going tumbling further into this tunnel and then we get some shots on the other side like on the outside of this as the snowflakes and the you know the remaining snowflakes and the uh, snowball are staring forward looking at the mineshaft as all of these rocks just start falling and collapsing and, and just like you know just blocking up this tunnel Welcome to the Ad Pages. This is a little interlude in our issue where we ask you to take a break with us as we show off some scenes happening elsewhere. Sometimes they're advertisements, sometimes they're just scenes from other stories in the big wide world of Last Light City Comics. Let's see what the pages hold for us today. We find ourselves deep in the downtown area of a cityscape. It is dark. The only thing that lights the city or the streetlights below and the little bits of illumination that manage to snake their way up from being splashed on the floor as it's downtown of course there is some extra light pollution that comes out of just people having their office lights on inside of their skyscrapers their big tall apartment buildings where people still happen to be awake but it's 
Late enough now that even through the city light in the deep downtown, well, it's still too dark to see anything up on a rooftop. Where we find ourselves with investigator Delilah Thorne. She is sat up against the edge of a rooftop, domino mask on, hat affixed, long white hair flowing outwards, and the long uh, trench coat that she wears, black, but with the notable slightly silver inlays of roses that run through the entirety of the trench coat when it catches the light in just the right way, almost like a holographic playing card. You can see it shift into red. She is staring down towards another building, a pair of binoculars in her hands, as she has been on stakeout for some amount of time. I think um, it's something that she would notice, but whoever's watching is not privy to. Even in the dark, there's a shimmering light in the sky. People know to look up and see chrome when there's trouble. But that doesn't mean that they, that a beacon can't be quiet every once in a while. Dark red boots um, land si- almost near silently on the on the rooftop behind her, and a ca- and a f- slight flap of the cape in the wind. I can tell you're there. Apologies, I uh, I didn't want to um, give up the ghost of what you were looking for. Not necessarily in the mood for jokes right now, Mark. Hmm. Yes. Um. My apologies. Um. Begins to quietly approach that Delilah. Superion. She stands, turns to look at him, face him. I understand, I, um, understand that you're a very busy woman. Um, apologies for dropping in on your business, but I felt the matter was grave enough to intrude. Are you going to get to the point anytime soon? Yes. Um, I'd rather not linger around small talk if this is an important matter. There is something dangerous entering our system, but we don't know where to begin hunting it down. The first family was the first ones to make us aware of it, but we're unable to pinpoint its movements or what it wants. We, we're currently entangled in the stars, so leaving the city admittedly vulnerable, so I've been trying to seek us seek as much help as I can get. And I didn't know who better to turn to than the world's greatest detective to help us find the way. And what exactly do you expect me to do about this? I mean... What do you think I can help to solve with it? Well, I mean, this isn't your first time helping assist with matters beyond the scope of uh, Last Light. We were hoping you could help us bring us some insight that we can't, that we have been unable to find ourselves. Find a way to cut it off or figure out what it wants. If you wanted any real kind of answers, you already have Starlight and Talon to go and investigate the stars for you. Kind of looking a little, not deflated, but like, sad, like, Delilah, but we... mm. It's not that we... It's yes, we have people who can go and physically investigate the stars, but we need the team. The bronze bow tie was a detective. They are capable of space flight thanks to the magic of their little metal tie. 
They can perform anything that you'd expect out of me just as easily. So, why are you here? We need the team back together. It's not just about the right person for the job. The city needs her team back together. She turns away, lifts up those binoculars, just aims them back to where she was looking before. If you want to get the team back together, then you're going to need to find, I don't know, another 45 other people? Uh, yes, I'm I'm aware, but I thought I'd start here with you. You were one of the founding members of the modern team. And the city just hasn't been the same ever since. He doesn't want to say it, but Captain Halcyon. She doesn't turn to look at him. I'm investigating a particularly delicate matter right now. I can't turn my attention away. Well, surely perhaps we could lend an assistance with... There's nothing that the Crisis Custodians can help me with anymore. Goes quiet. The Crisis Custodians deal with world-ending problems, yes. But they also deal with superficial problems. You can stop every person trying to ru- trying to steal a purse from an old lady all that you want. It isn't going to help against people who are actually dangerous. Taps foot. Well, the Crisis Custodian should be able to help solve all problems. It saddens me to see how divided all of us are these days. I can hear the city, Delilah. And while I'm not disagreeing with the thought of the of the unions, I disagree with how things are run. It just feels like feels like the net is cast so wide, but the holes are made too big, you know? She turns. Listen, you and I, we had an agreement when everything occurred. The crisis custodians are allowed to continue operating under the under the Hodges Act as a private team secretly funded by Rose Enterprises. For all intents and purposes, you are the figurehead leader of my team. That deal was made because we're friends. And I believe that the Crisis Custodians have some value as a symbol, but even you have to admit, the team's done. It's over, Mark. I'm, I'm thinking, just because I'm like, whoa, that was, that was harsh. Nodding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Harsh. Uh, give me a second. I'm trying to think how he comes back from that. He just got sent to hell. Well, perhaps. But can't let it go down without a fight, you know? Never give up, never surrender. On a selfish, admittedly, portion of this, the team does no favors to me. Being on the team, if anything, has only hurt my credibility. People should be scared of the ghost. That's how we get results. That's how we stop more of the things that we were fighting from happening to normal people down below on the day-to-day scale. We need to make sure that people are too scared to make moves. The Crisis Custodians, especially now, all the PR disasters, all the work that the Dean has to do to keep all of you out of trouble. She shakes her head. 
you're nothing more than a cartoon version of yourselves. And I cannot be a permanent part of that. Not with these crazed mass death cults trying to make their way into the city. He can't really argue with her. He's just disappointed. He kind of hoped this conversation would go a different way, but isn't surprised it went this way. Well, I see I can't convince you, but as you said, this is your team. But, Delilah. Yes, Mark? Don't forget, if people fear the ghost, fear is not always the answer either. I went through great lengths to ensure people do not fear this symbol. Fear can be uh, just as ruinous. And for yet another time, she turns to look at him. And, well, how does it feel then? Knowing the fact that all that it took was one crazed sidekick in a moment of grief to make sure that people feared you again. Doesn't have an answer. Frankly, I feel it sounds like that's probably a, a better thing for all your soft-spokenness and talk about forgiveness and hope and security and peace and all that. Once people started being scared of just how strong people with big letters on their on the front of their chests and capes were, I haven't seen a single one of your of your biggest threats coming back around since. Maybe they should be scared of you more. They're already scared of the rest of us. If you want my professional advice as a hero, take a vacation. Stop caring about whatever it is that you think you need to care about. And clear your head. Then, once you stop thinking foolish thoughts, you can try again. Begins to float away. A vacation I'll consider, but... I can't just not care. It's, uh, not what I was raised to do. Well, at least there was somebody there to raise you not to do it. You're still invited for Christmas dinner. You know that. Always are. It's April. We get our invitation. Small speech bubble. We send out our invitations early. I'm focusing. I have to focus back. They could make a move any time. I need to know when they do. Good luck, ghost. And he flies away. And she leans back in already visibly on her face trying to push this little distraction out of her head so she can focus on what's ahead of her as she adjusts the binoculars slightly to focus in on what appears to be just a dark room no lights empty with no people in it and continues to stare and just keeps repeatedly muttering the word Zero hour. And so, we turn the page and get back to our comic. When we turn the page, we find on this next panel that it's been, you know, a little bit of time, and you are, for lack of a better term, really, you are, like, <laughs> waking up, it feels like, you know, 
you don't know how long you were out. You could be, it could have been just like a minute, could have been an hour, you don't know. But there's practically no light down here, and you are not where you were. Yes, I think she, I think the first words out of her mouth are, ah, shit. And you know, just pulling self up, like checking self for, is any, are my ribs broken or my arms broken? You got some, like, small, you got some, like, what feels like bruises forming. You've got a couple of small cuts. Mostly, though, you see, you feel like you're probably about fine, you know, as, as best as you can be. Although you are now, and I want to stress this, covered in salt, just all over. You feel it in your mouth, you feel it everywhere. I think that's what hits her, like, the immediate dryness is more than, like, you know, cuts, bruises, that's just a training session. Salt in mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those, I can only hope that that describes the facial animation, face journey that she goes on. Nodding. And as she tries to wipe the salt off her tongue, more of it gets on, and she's like, <laughs> as she's pulling herself up. As you pull yourself up, there's a like, like a soft like beeping from uh, from the glory driver. She, uh, you know, like has to kind of like has to kind of like grope around the belt in the darkness because you know she can't exactly see the button that she usually presses to like get it to spit out an audio prompt. And she's like, what's going on? And she's like, come on, what's going wrong? And after he futz with it a little, and eventually um, you just you just hear transformation matrix damaged, battery depleted. Ah, <sighs> shit. <sighs> Not the matrix. Okay. 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 That's... Okay. Yeah, depending on how it is, it's... It's still talking, so maybe I can fix it. I just need to find a workshop or something. Maybe just some basic welding tools. That's not end of the world. Just need to get out of this mine first. As she just sort of... <laughs> looks around. What the fuck? As your eyes start to adjust, you look over and you spot uh, a snowflake that is wearing, like miner's overalls and has a little miner's cap with the with the flashlight turned off and is holding a little pickaxe and is looking at you like huh, 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 huh. I, this wasn't my job i look at him and i and i say you know just approaching sorry buddy i know this ain't your job but i need i need those things more than you <laughs> and you know i walk off panel there's the sound of beating up <laughs> nods we cut back to you. You have the miner's cap, if nothing else, and a pickaxe, I assume. Yeah, I need something. I let him keep the overalls. I'm not. I'm not gonna disgrace him. <laughs> the overalls that he's wearing over his uh, silver black bodysuit looking thing. Exactly. <laughs> and she's like, I wonder if these. I wonder if this actually works. As she like tries the bulb. And yeah, a flash. The light turns on, just whoosh, and you are met with the you know. It's a pretty like you you are in sort of a a sort of more narrow uh, chasm that seems to sort of open out and branch into a like wider, you know, sort of uh, mining chasm. But still, like the ceilings are fairly relatively low. They're not like they're not quite like oh you know you have to stoop to wander through them but they are like mm, you know if I if you jump more than like a couple of inches you're just gonna hit the top of your head on top of rocks. That's what the helmet is for. But um. <laughs> Nods. Yeah no and I think you know she just sort of, sort of balances the pickaxe in her hand like kind of thankful for a moment that everything these things have is designed to be a weapon. She's sure the helmet is, and the overalls both are somehow. She just doesn't have the energy to figure out those. She's like, I got the obvious weapon, I'm gonna just advance. As you, like, 
start moving along further, you know, the thing that you definitely notice pretty quickly that I'd say is the fact that like once the tunnels kind of start opening up and start getting like bigger and the ceilings start getting higher and like just in general like it stops being so narrow that's also when like the walls start becoming almost this like god like this blindingly white like thing anytime that you like shine the light into it it's just like oh jesus is that the sun because you are now starting to enter where like the salt rock is yeah and there is times where she definitely got faked out to thinking oh that's the sun and then walked into a wall nodding there's at least one sequence like that and then she just moves on <laughs> and as you're uh, wandering along you hear a little further down the sound of a you know what sounds just like a sort of echoing kind of voice that's just like uh, hello hello is anyone out there is anyone here is anyone i flick off the bulb on the helmet and i approach the sound because of the nature of you st- sort of stepping on you know br- like pebbles and etc there's a slight noise isn't it? as you approach the figure that's sort of ahead uh, sort of seems to kind of turn and is like uh, hello is that is that is that you minor snowflake there did you find a way out or did you get through that block in uh, uh beep beep oh, oh that, it is you <laughs> begins to approach beep, uh, beep. oh thank goodness oh, let's get let's get out of here I'm, I, I, I do not like I don't like the dark and I don't like crampness wow wait a second wait a minute stops no one should have taught you that word. Beep beep. Who are you? Who's there? <laughs> I'd like to roll to provoke. Roll. Go ahead. Try it. If, if nothing else, if I get it, it'd be funny. Nods. You're right. I don't deny that. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, that is correct. Man. But... Yeah, you're right. Imagine, the, com- four, imagine but... the comedy if I got that. Fucking God, would have been. Uh, you fucking and uh, the left worldwide cuttlefish uh, reaches out and just kind of like, like reaches out and seems like at the exact angle to like click uh, your mining helmet. And because you turn the light off, your eyes are still kind of adjusting, and the light just turns back on, and you are met with uh, with worldwide cuttlefish who immediately goes ah. Yeah, the light. <laughs> I I do like a not like a full jump back, but like an anime slide back with pickaxe. And worldwide cuttlefish like sort of like holds up, you know, some holds up the left side tentacles, and it's just like, wait, no, please, 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 I don't want to fight, please, 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 please. And she's like, and she says, just regardless of which side it is, that's right, lefty, you're not the fighter. <laughs> steps forward slightly uh in the light you now see that uh the right side is the best way i can describe it completely knocked out it's still gripping the warhammer though by the way like it not it will not let that go that bowling trophy means a lot to him it was there when i was born you're right <laughs> he wouldn't let go of it to hold me as a child uh as uh, as she says um so righty's down huh uh, yeah he's, he's he's unconscious yeah he's not he's not he got he got rocked into the wall pretty hard when we all when we all got blown down here, mm. you know. Yeah, I'm I'm aware. That was the idea. Please don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to fight. 
Well then, gestures towards that way. My knee's fine. <sighs> wipes, wipes, sweat. As a reminder, he is a fish. What sweat? It's listen. That's just it's what it's life. And she says, "Miney's fine. They're that away. I don't think they could get past the block in, but you probably could." Just kind of starts walking the way she was going. You know, lefty for lack of a better term. He starts wandering along. You know, and and he's you know world. You know, the dare I declare the world of the worldwide cuttlefish. Uh, that's a fun way to reference them. The world comes wandering along with you and is like, hey, hey, I just, I just, where are you gone? Where's, do you know, do you know which way that we can go to get out of here? Uh, not get out of here, but I'm looking for something. She just kind of keeps walking. I don't feel a reason to hide it from you. You already seem to be aware I was here for something. Starts, it moves to catch up. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, where, what are you looking for? Just kind of shrugs. No idea. Just holding up my end of a bargain. I'm sure I'll know it when I see it, though. Uh, looks around again. Uh, harmony. Come on. I told you you can head. I told you you can probably get out of here. I, I can't. No, I can't. I can't do that. He's the one. He, he's the one with the hammer. Gestures to wide. Yeah, but you're the one with like the. You're the one with the more. You're the one with who actually can use those tent those. Those tentacles with some level of dexterity to actually move the difficult to move rocks. Yeah, you know, he kind of he shakes head. Uh, I tried that. I was already trying that when we first landed here. There's just too many. They're too thickly put together. The only way through would be to it is to try to break them. And I can't. I can't roll my and I can't roll my globe fast enough to to do anything like that. Not in here. I left mine back there to see if he could uh, break through since he was already down here mining away looking for something else. I suspect we're looking for the same thing. I wouldn't know. They don't tell me anything. They don't tell me anything either. That's why I left. Uh, Wanders along. Why don't you you just come back then? We we don't have to keep doing this. I I I don't enjoy it. You know why I left. I, I, no, I, no, I don't. No one tells me anything. Pretty hard to miss. I made, I made, quite, I made a pretty strong statement. And sort of comes to a stop and just says, "Harmony." What? You didn't, you didn't say anything to us. Well, why you left? You just transformed and 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 beat up everybody in your way and then left the facility. Just sort of, just stares. Not like angry, just kind of staring, looking for something to say. Come on, it's me, Uncle World. Looks at left. Looks looks at the right side. Wide, Uncle Worldwide. And I think she just sort of keeps walking. I don't. I don't think you'd understand if I if I even told you. Uh, starts moving to catch up. There's, uh, uh, come on. Neither of us are going to be able to get out of here without without eat, without help from each other, right now. There's no reason to just to dig to ignore me. You know, I can't fi- I can't fight you, and you can't transform. I saw the I saw the belt. Just sort of, again, just not not ignoring, thinking of a way to respond to world in a way that world could possibly understand because gestures. I don't know if I. They just have a different concept of the the thing that of something that they just have a different concept of something that 
but I don't know if it'd make if they would understand even begin to understand. As I think she just sort of settles on You reach the end of like you know, the tunnel that you're making your way down and you Well, you see just it's sort of like another block, another like almost cave in. Uh, you know, and it's very clearly, like, not just like, oh, you know, they mined all the way here and, you know, stopped. Uh, like, there, you can see, like, gaps in the rocks that clearly, like, go, f- like, looking through, you can see more of a tunnel on the other side. It's clear that, like, something just occurred here that, like, knocked down all the rocks and blocked this and blocked some way here. Yep. And, uh, you know how I, she mentioned earlier, I think I'll know what I'm looking for when I see it. That feels like something I'm looking for. As she just, you know, I think she did settle on something, but she's kind of more abruptly focused on this now. And she's like, all right, world back up. Uh, he steps backwards. And I pull back the pickaxe and I just start swinging it at the wall. Am I an experienced miner? No, it's not. But in this instance, it's not difficult to intuit what I need to do. Are you an experienced miner? No, you're 18. <laughs> I turned in my... That's what they tell you when you leave the K&D. That's when you get decommissioned. You're no longer an experienced miner. You're just a miner. Yeah, and you start swinging away. Um, And, you know, uh, after a moment, uh, you hear World behind you just say, "Uh, Hey, back up, please. I would would appreciate it if you backed up. Uh, She's like, you know, like, just sort of like, well, she was already kind of like mid swing, and she kind of just like lets the weight have to. She just kind of has to let the weight carry through. She just kind of redirects it into the ground, and she's like, "What? Why?" You turn around and you see that world has like this tunnel is actually very like unlike the tunnel that's way back at the entrance. This tunnel is actually like very straight, so there's quite a straightaway, uh, you know, from where y'all like were moving through from the sort of more open tunnel into this one and you see that uh world has stepped all the way back there and is holding up what appears to be a bowling ball uh that with like globe patterns uh, you know like the shape like the uh paint of like a globe on it uh and is like preparing to roll it forward because there's actually enough clearance here for them to like hit this thing with with force on like the entrance tunnel and uh and she just sort of like you know there's not a lot. There's enough clearance, and there's just enough if I just, you know, back up and then just sort of pin my back against the wall. That's, I'm like, this is the most I can do. I can't fit past you. He steps forward, you know, with a, a, a professional bowler's poise and whips it forward. And you just watch this globe, this globe bowling ball just... Whoo- uh, zoom past, uh, you know, uh, like, it's moving so goddamn fast at top speed uh, that when it collides with the rocks, uh, that, like, you hear, like, the shattering and the breaking as rocks just, like, get blasted forward, like shrapnel from a grenade, and just the tunnel is com- is now cleared, and all those rocks now litter, you know, all the sides and going down the tunnel, and, you know, just along the path and etc. And then the ball just kind of, like, gets whipped back to uh, his hand or squints his tentacles I suppose almost as almost like a, a yo-yo and then he goes running forward yeah and I think she just kind of says always impressive uh, well I didn't win that bowling trophy for nothing yeah I suppose not and she just sort of kind of just keeps walking forward so uh, 
starts walking again, following along. So, I mean, why, 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 why did you leave? What, what, what happened? Did we do something? You guys? No, no. I know you just listen. I know you just have to listen to mom because she's like your creator. Then immediately, world just responds with, "Well, she's your creator too. She's your mom." Yeah, I guess she is, huh? <laughs> I guess that isn't a very apt way to refer to it, huh? As she just just, just kind of moves on. We'll be, she'll be back here later. Doesn't matter. Semantics. As she says, I know you guys have to listen to her, but no, it's her. I don't know what she's told you, but it's her. Oh, oh do the two of you have a fight? Pauses. Yeah, something like that. You know... Tremor Jaguar is uh, technically a licensed therapist in his spare time. You can, the two of you can probably talk it out with them. I don't, I still, small speech bubble, I still don't know where they found the time to get licensed. Uh, Larger speech bubble. (laughs) I don't think there's talking this one out. Not this time. TJ has talked us through a lot. I don't think there's talking this one. I I mean, what happened? You know, the glory driver is a beta version, right? Uh, she walks forward. That's technically not true. It's actually more of an alpha. Wiggles hand. It's semantics, really. Creating this, it went from alpha to beta to now its release. But this was only a proof of concept of what she's fully capable of. And that's why you should get back, so that you can get yourself a better one eventually. So before we go for that one, or, you know, it hurts you or something. It's already hurt somebody. It's too late for that. Oh, oh no! Do you, do you require a bandage? You know, I keep some right here. I eat I eat them as a snack. No, as she sa- as she says. They hold my they hold my my insides together. As she said, as she says, no, but Peter could have used it. Who's that? The beta tester. Peter Williams. Thirty-two. Five seven, little underweight. Needed the money. Walking forward. Last bit of money for the for the, for his daughter's college fund. We're, we find ourselves smashed back into that lab, I assume. Yeah, and we actually see Harmony in like this like not like full like dramatic attire but like you know in a black like in this like i can i want to say i don't know how to describe it but you know the way that they typically portray like red riding hoods cape the hood and cape thing nods like i'm that kind of mantle like up to the sh- up to the shoulders um black but with like red hems and uh we can tell it's her because we notice like the bangs are still the same nodding as um you know i think she's just sort of standing there there's like a red snowflake on her back as she's like kind of like arms as she's like so why am I here? So why do I need to be here? He's just some he's just some pathetic dude off the street. And uh, the serenade immediately turns to you and just says, you need to be here firstly because this is going to be the technology that is the foundation for everything that you are going to be working with me to make. And I want you to see its first real, real test in action. And does in fact cut her off, like. But we already, we already made it though, and perfected it. 
I don't see the reason for further testing. She points at you. It has not been perfected. We do not know everything that it is that it is actually capable of. Running it on machines and running it on metrics and tests and etc. only tell us so much. The Transforce does not interact with mannequins the same way that it interacts with a person. I've been wearing it for years. And I'm fine. Yes, and that's because it was modeled and built to to your specifications to make it work and functional for you. But even then, it's imperfect. It doesn't function entirely the way that we want it to. You can only transform for ten minutes at a time, no matter what we do to it. It doesn't transform you fully. It does enough of what we need. Not quite everything. We see, like, the, like, body language of, like, rolling her eyes. Like, she doesn't really get it, but, like, this doesn't really feel like arguing. <sighs> All right, fine. Let's run the stupid test. And she points. And secondly, before we do anything, do not refer to him as pathetic. Not call anybody that. Anybody who is prepared to align themselves to the Transforce is nothing but bar minimum fascinating person just kind of looking looks kind of pathetic I don't even know I don't even know if he can throw a punch without breaking his little hand not everybody's trained like we are to do the things that we do and she kind of walks away but if you're going to be out there and using this thing and same if I ever intend to or if we ever intend to make more to make sure that you have that team behind you eventually not just are you going to have to respect whoever we get to use those belts, but also you're going to have to respect everybody that's out there because you're going to be working to make sure that everyone's safe, right? She goes silent as uh, she... Uh, this is clearly a conversation she's pushed back on and has ha- lost badly. And so she's just not fighting it. She just kind of just doesn't respond. All right, then. And, you know, wanders over, hits the little button that's on the sort of intercom uh, as some, like, snowflakes wander into that room uh, at the same time, you know, sort of presenting the thing and etc. And are just and she's just like, all right, this is going to mark the test for the Glory Driver, newest model, version, etc., a, a string of numbers. This is going to be test and she kind of hits a button as like a, a thing is almost almost as though she's tracking something else that she's recording at the same time you know like vocally just like test orange all right and holds up a little like thumbs up toward in the direction of the person uh, in that room peter and just like all right make the test please just like we practiced and instructed you for and, you know, holds up his own thumbs up. That's why. And, and he's just like, got it. On it. And starts going through that sort of, a little awkwardly, you know. You know, not quite as practiced at, you know, transforming as you were at this point. Private online. But starts going through that process to, like, you know, clip the belt on and, and like, you know, sort of activate the sequences and stuff. And I gesture to you. I want you to tell me what, what happens. What goes on here. Uh, well, I mean, 
course, it's, it's a bit of a slow... Of course, since where I can do it in, like, three seconds, he's instructed to, like, you know, get it to boot up. He's instructed to, like, go through, like, something I do in three... We appreci- it's not really appreciated that I can do in three seconds. Like, hit in the code, let the energy, like... He, he remarks, like, it feels funny. Um, this is a, this is it doesn't fall on deaf ears, but it is recorded. But it is proceeded as if it was. Nodding, there's a bit of like sort of a little bit of swirling, uh, like energy around that like is starting to happen around the belt specifically because it's part of like this little test, you know, just to see certain things. You can see it sort of swirling in the little like center of the belt, the belt, the buckle itself. Uh, little bit of that sort of white uh, opalescent, as you call it, energy, uh, and a little bit of, like, sort of a splash of orange, almost like they're... Because t- the test really is to is testing, like, energy structures, battery stuff, and orange is known to be the color that provides, like, limitless energy without being, uh, you know... Ex- dare, I, dare I say experimental or too much, like pink energy is? Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that just kind of happening, sort of ticking away on it. Also, a note: I just I remember distantly hearing a thing about like uh, the Toku actors, specifically in Common Rider, who like not the suit actors, but like the actual like character actors themselves, who have to like do the transformation motions with the belt. That by the end of the show, apparently they just do it without even without even having to be instructed or look at the belt or even think about what the hand motion is. Like if you toss the guy who plays E.G. the belt and the like little circle, he will just do the thing where he slots the the coins in and does the thing on instinct. Apparently, that's that's yeah. Honestly, you can kind of tell. It's kind of fun to watch. It's kind of fun to watch because in the start of the show, it's always a little like awkward. But like as the show goes on, they, it it's almost kind of works, you know. Yee. It feels di- it almost feels diegetic when actually it's just that they have to do that that they have to do that specific motion eight hundred times every three episodes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you are correct, but still. And that energy it's starting to swirl. He starts continues through the boot up sequence as Serenade is keeping track of you know a bunch of stuff, various like meters that are tracking Transforce energy related stuff. You know, sort of biometric stuff for this lad himself, making sure that you know. Uh, everything's all right uh you know with this man's body uh tracking you know energy off of the belt specifically and whether or not all the stuff that's in it is functioning and etc um and you know just and you know just all that change protocol engaged well he's instructed to fight and it goes about as poorly as you would expect it to um the even the snowflakes are phoning it in, but he still is not doing well. Kind of goat, but is going on a bit of a power trip using the equipment. I Harmony in particular is just sort of watching, watching him like he's not like swinging. He's swinging the sword in such a way that it would just get planted to the ground in a real fight. Um, I'm just, like, she just keeps noting these things, but not really verbalizing them. Uh, still doesn't fully understand why she's here. Uh, Serenade. Uh, but there's a moment where in the testing, Serenade is finding something that she thinks that she's looking for and is starting to ramp up the experiments. She starts, like, in Serenade, yeah, yeah you're correct. She starts kind of, like, looking at various individual things and is just like, 
I actually think at this point she turns like back to you. You know, the microphone to talk into the into the room is kind of off, uh, and she's like hit a little button. You know, like channeling a little like more energy into that room, or like specifically focusing more on that, like from the belt. You know, uh, letting the belt charge up something else. I imagine the belt's like hooked up to something in this room to like make sure that it generally like the transformation keeps on. You know, or whatever the you know the entire time because right now they're testing to see if it works not testing that specific energy like thing to see if it'll remain like you know like structurally sound like that but she kind of turns to you and she like gestures to the specifically the thing that's tracking the transforce energy stuff and while there's this sort of like consistent like massive thing that is focused on that like opalescent energy that you know just is kind of spiking there's slow spikes of, of slightly other colors with a specific focus on orange that keeps kind of going up and she kind of gestures to that and says you see that harmony i'm seeing it what am i supposed to glean that shows us something that I consider to be my favorite part about what makes the Transforce tick. Anybody who gains just a little bit of access to it can suddenly find that apparently, not just, well, because of the nature of it, can anybody wield it, but that they all have just a specific spectrum of it. That if they can, that if they're attuned to it, if they're really trying, actually starts working for them. You can see that our friend in there, that you were calling pathetic, is well, actually a little attuned towards a little bit of orange energy. Orange, limitless power, right? Limitless power, as long as they, as long as they remain <laughs> up, alive. Not knocked out, turns looking at you. As long as they can maintain and not be tired, the energy will be limitless until the very second that they get tired, fall asleep, get knocked out, whatever else, and then just gone like that, just fizzles away. But once they're back up and start using it again, it just spikes right back up to that peak. It's like a car battery. Exactly. It's perfect that it turns out that our friend here was attuned to that because I'm hoping that we can make orange work as a new energy source for the glory driver for its next iteration. Because it'll mean, looks at you, that as long as you'd be up and around and not getting tired, that belt will not turn off. So this means that we might have a perfect opportunity to really see what this battery is going to look like because now we have someone who seems to be attuned to it but i'm not attuned to orange i'm attuned to you don't have you don't have to worry about being attuned to anything that's what the glory driver is built to do for you it leans over and uh hits a button and it's just like we're gonna we're going to test the battery now and see whether or not we can keep you in that suit without the connections there and the snowflakes sort of wander over and they like pull off those little like power cables that are attached to it and she's just like we're gonna turn the energy that the belt is outputting up a little bit more so that we can really give a test but otherwise just keep doing what you're doing everything's everything's going fine and uh, inside a man peter's just like 
uh, all right, yeah, sounds sounds good. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. And they, you know, like sort of starts getting a, a range of motion, kind of, you know, like moving around because not like tied to those like cables anymore. Like like he's playing in a VR game and starts kind of like you know moving around a little bit more, getting more like active because it seems like that's what he's supposed to do. You know, kind of jump around, kind of like you know jog a little bit, that kind of thing. You know, really start giving a test to this thing. And you know, I think. I think just sort of watching him have fun with it is, like, making Harmony, like, pissed off in a way that she doesn't really understand in this moment of time. Just, you could, but you can tell her agitation as she sort of just sort of taps a finger, uh, a habit that she shares with Serenade, and just taps a finger on something, just kind of rhythmatically. And the Serenade is kind of watching and, like, leaning back a little bit. And just kind of keeping track of all the stuff rather than really watching him. She's just like, these readings are really good so far. Do I really have something here? Uh-huh. Leans in, is, like, focusing on something, looks back over uh, inside where you see, like, Peter still suited up. Uh, is kind of, you know, he's... Like, I wouldn't say he's swinging this, that sword in there and doing well, but, like, he's starting to... The best way I would describe it is he's kind of starting to get, like, you know, a little more into it, which means he's getting a little more confident in it. He's still not swinging it well. He's not swinging it with any good form or, like, anything like that. But, like, he's starting to swing it better just by sheer virtue of the fact that it that he's, you know, like you said, kind of, you know, is like, well, I'm, I'm supposed to kind of, you know, really, you know, jump around and do stuff, you know, so I might as well, uh, you know, <laughs> really start going. And is like, again, not really doing better necessarily, but clearly is like, all right, let me, let me, let me try a little bit more than I was doing before. He's pulling on that baseball that he played as a kid and, like, you know, or probably more accurately, when he was a teenager, he'd have a baseball bat and he'd he'd be in a car that was speeding and he'd destroy mailboxes. He's channeling a bit of that, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly that kind of vibe. You know, not fucking swinging a swinging the sword. Not like he's ever been trained with a sword, but like he knows how to. But now he like he knows how to angle a baseball bat and keep the sword like pointy end forward. Yeah, and again, like he's like you know whooping, having a good time, and again, it's just. She's just, like, watching it, like, she's, like, trying to bore through his skull, like, she's just getting, like, not, like, visibly more upset, but, like, you know, tap, 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 is emphasized by the letterer. Nodding, nodding, and Serenade kind of, like, tur- like wanders back over, like, a little bit closer to where you are, um, and is checking specifically, like, the, the metrics on the belt itself, uh, since, you know, she kind of has a remote sort of control of it or whatever you know remote shut off remote etc like all that kind of stuff it's just like oh man you know watching him go in there is almost reminding me of some of, of some of the other folks that i've seen over the years that use this power just as cocky just as excited to have it it's it's almost endearing i wasn't aware you knew anybody who used this kind of power well yeah, she shrugs, you know, almost, almost smiling, almost from the look of it. It's just like, you study this stuff for long enough, you inevitably run into a couple of people here and there who have powers like this, you know? It, it, it's, it's existed for a long time, so there has to have been some people who managed to get a hold of it and do something with it. Like the wielders. Like the wield, exactly, like the wielders, like the mast rider. They're probably the ones that I saw active the most when I was younger. But since I've been actively studying this and trying to understand a little more of how it works, 
I definitely have met a few more besides them. <laughs> Usually not for very long. They don't really... N- none of them ever seem to want to stick around for much, for very long, but... Yeah, you see them. And just sort of leans at that, leaves at that. Haven't seen them recently. Yes, we haven't, have we? It's, it's sad. It's very unfortunate. Well... Admittedly, she says, for only a brief moment, you know, she's being a little cheery. Things are working right now, so she's a little happy. It's just like, admittedly, some of them probably aren't around because they're just too old gestures. I may look like I'm only a year or two older than you, but the wielders would be about my how old I really am. And, you know, smiles a little bit. Well... I, I can't imagine that everybody wants to be jumping around and doing what the and doing what they do and doing what you do at my age, much as I'd like to. As a, I think she, I think she just, I think just kind of, not like making a point of it, but just observing. You're sentimental today. Must be, must mean the tests are going, well. Hmm. I'll admit, I'll admit that. Yeah, I suppose I'm in a good mood, <laughs> because, gestures. This is the most progress that we have seen in what feels like a while. We've had, so, you know, all the progress we've had with your belt has all been small little advances, but this really does feel like the next leap. Like, we're about to, like, soon enough we're about to hand you something very, very strong. And I am excited to see what you do with it once we hand, once we make sure that all the kinks are out and you're ready to have it. So what are we going to do with Peter? Pay him off. Tell him to keep this secret. She shrugs. Oh, well, it's something to decide once we get to the end of this test, I suppose. Figure out exactly what we can do about that. But I so said we still have to get through just one more thing. And she moves over to the like, you know, leans a little bit further to that spot where it's tracking the belt stuff. Hits a button, you know, that sort of shifts something on the screen, and. Uh, She's just like, we need to see what that belt is going to do when we pump in more power to it. See how it handles actually using the full breadth of its energy on that new battery. She just kind of like holds her hand down on this like little, you know, spinny dial. Just starts slowly cranking it and shows no sign of actually stopping cranking it. No, it's, and you know, at first I thought, oh, she's gonna like, you know, put it at put at like five percent, then turn it, then like stop, and then I just kind of watch her keep going, and I, I may not know like the super technical details, but I know enough about them to be like, and you know, I, I take, I make sure that the, I make sure the mic isn't live. Uh, Mom, you're going for a precise execute. I couldn't do that until I was like fifteen. He just put that on like an hour ago. Yeah. Yes. Well, you couldn't do it until you were fifteen partially because of your training, but partially because we were still making sure that the belt would not do anything adverse if we made sure that you performed such a, such a maneuver. This belt should be designed to take it that far. Matter of fact, now that you even say that, it should probably go further. Starts clicking it further past the 100% mark. And you know, at this stage of the game, she's like, I, I think she just kind of clamps her mouth shut, and she's like, well, who am I to question it? But I don't like it. And she's leaned in, like, kind of like in this, like, oh fuck, what do I do? What do I do? 
from inside, you know, the belt is sort of, like, starting to glow noticeably, like, around its various, like, the various components that sort of move the Transforce through the belt are starting to decide to kind of, like, glow a little bit brighter, you know, a little bit of, like, white light, a little bit of, like, like, bits of orange that sometimes flash through. And Peter kind of looks up and he's like, Hey, the, hey, uh, hey, the belt's starting to do uh, some, some, some weird down there. Uh, it's starting to feel a little hot, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, and Serenade just kind of like hits, like, hits the mic and is just like, Oh, no, that's normal, don't worry. It should cool down and fix itself in just a second. And Peter's like, alright, alright, cool, cool, cool. Serenade pulls hand off the mic, turns, cranks energy up again. And, uh, you know, I think there's, like, a moment where, like, she cuts the mic, mic where you can hear, like, the beginning of her voice saying something, and what we actually hear her say is, Mom, he's, he's gotta, like, he's gotta start, like, forwarding that energy. It's gonna... Just as you're saying that, you know, Peter, he, you know, kind of pipes up again. And it's just like, hey, hey, this thing's, hey, this thing's starting to like hurt. I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, and he like reaches down and goes to just like hit the button uh, to like just turn it off abruptly rather than like sequence down. And Serenade looks up, sees that it's happening, just stares on, doesn't say anything as he hits the button and the like energy of it just kind of like there's a spark from it and then you just see the like explosion kind of ripple through the room you know kind of shake uh the walls and everything but it is contained in that little testing room The pan- the next panel is is Harmony's hand like on the button of the mic as I was sh- she was just about to shout wait stop as she was literally just about to say something and as there's like sort of a ringing in ears because the explosion sound is was still a lot and there's like a sort of frantic moving around for like folks that are that operate uh, in other parts of of this of the lab that you can hear sort of moving around doing stuff snowflakes come wandering in uh, to the room like like oh no something has occurred something has occurred and serenade uh, just is just continues to stand there and she turns hit some buttons that, you know, shut down the little thing that was uh, tracking the belt and turns to the snowflakes uh, as they're wandering in. And all she says to them is just, check and make sure that the glory driver is still in one piece. And, uh, I think, I think that, I think, you know, just mostly frozen, just hand is still on the mic button. And she's like, but, 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 but his kid serenade who doesn't hear you uh there is just like an unfortunate end but uh, overall a very successful test shame we almost got to the end of that one just kind of staring us almost got to the end of that one is echoed through the room we get a time slot for when this was this was uh two months ago and just you know just sound of just i think we just found another obstacle and just you know swinging pickaxe at it 
get it loosened up. And have you been telling that tale to world, or are you just recalling it? I'm just recall. I'm just recalling it as um. I haven't fully elaborated on it. I think maybe we cut back on her. I think well, the last word she says was that Peter could have used that bandage, bandage, and just kind of let that be in the air. Nods, and as you're swinging away, and the world is kind of stepping back with intent to, you know, event, it's starting to move back with intent to throw that bowling ball again. He's just like, I guess I just, I, I just, I just don't understand. Is all. I mean. It's, you seem so happy back home. Yeah, well, you learn you learn how to fake it. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know that you were upset. I would have. Uh, I would have done something to help you. If we knew that, we all would have. You know that. Uh, you can do something when I'm upset, but you can't do something when I'm upset. With serenade, clank, clank. There's nothing you can do when I'm upset with her. Oh, but uh, we've known. But 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 we've known your mom for so long. We, there's, I'm sure that there's something we can do to help talk this out. You I, know, I don't think that's an option this time. Uh, oh, but we can. Uh, but, uh, but we're, we're, you know, we're all we're all friends. You know, we're all we're practically family. All of us. You know, I mean, I just I just feel like maybe this whole situation, everything that's happened here, is just you know, kind of just blown out of proportion. Uh, I feel like we could, you know, we could make something work. You know, I don't think it's that far off to assume that there's something that can happen here. Trust me. I tried. She wasn't in a listening mood. We cut. It was a month ago. As uh, I have confronted her in her office, and I've told her that we should cease human testing until we're s- certain about what happened to Peter. And she's there behind her desk, and she is staring at you curiously. I just... She shrugs. I can't see the reason, really, in your arguments here. The man exploded in your facility. Things explode all the time in this facility. He's not a thing. He's we. You know, I love all the. You know, I love all. You know, I love everybody. But we can bring them back when they explode. We can't bring him back. She gestures vaguely, you know, kind of, and is just like, we don't know that. What do you? His family is looking for him. Uh, you know, walk like grabs him, goes into like a shopping bag I picked up from the store earlier because I was allowed some freedoms. Uh, puts it down, milk carton missing, with a missing poster. You know, she looks at the milk and quickly just responds with yes. And his fa- and his family still received the payment that was promised. We didn't just short them because of the accident. Just kind of runs hands through hair like she can't believe that this conversation is happening the way it is. Well, we could, we killed that guy. He could go. To, we could go to jail. And she just stares at you. People would have to know for that to happen. And she's like, do you know how many people there are who can find this out? Just take the Crisis Custodians, for example. What the if- Crisis Custodians are nothing. They're a shell of their former selves. They wouldn't be able to find anything, and they wouldn't be able to do anything even if they did. It's just a fact. The- they've got the world's best detective on their roster. As a part-timer who's busy with her own issues at all times. They've got a guy who can fly around and see through walls. Who's very busy, I can assure you, constantly dealing with 
every other thing that feels like it wants to destroy either Last Light City or just the planet in general that isn't something that we are built to fight. They've got someone who can tap into cosmic magic or whatever. I actually not a hundred what she does. Shakes head. None of them, you know, turns looking at you. There isn't a single person on the Crisis Custodians who can do anything. That team is basically locked to where they are anyway. Ever since gestures, ever since everything that happened with Captain Halcyon, I mean, there's ten of them left at their best. I mean, we're still we're still in New York. It's not that far. Yeah, we're on the other side of it, and even then, gestures. We have, we're doing important work that they won't know and won't understand, simply put. But we'll know. <sighs> Harmony. No. We'll know. We're supposed to be protecting people. Slams like And just, just like a slam hand on desk. And how is this protecting people? Harmony, you need to understand... That what we are working with is very, very dangerous in general. And that what we do, what we are supposed to do, it's dangerous as a result. Being any normal person who decides that they're going to put on a mask and help people, well, that takes a lot, but they also have to understand the same thing, that anybody who's birthed with amazing power understands eventually, too. People die at this job. People that we want to save, we're not going to save sometimes. And in the case of people like us, who are going to make use of an energy like this, People will die. It comes with the territory. And we have to accept that. Especially us. The path to making progress on this project, on, make, on bringing the glory driver up to speed so that you can be out there, so that I can eventually be out there right with you, so we can get you that team. We have to accept that people might just get lost along the way. And, you know, I think that's something that she's probably done before and it's worked. That's probably shut her up a lot, but on this time she just says something I think might just be unacceptable was, he wasn't wearing a mask. No. But he did ask to be there, which is almost the same. I don't think it is. I think we killed that guy. I think we killed that guy for nothing. Not for nothing. We learned a lot. Yeah, we learned if you turn a dial enough, you can kill somebody. Yeah, we definitely learned that. Yes, I suppose if you want to take it like that. But more importantly, we learned quite a lot about the new battery system and how much energy it can take. I'm just failing to see why we couldn't have just tested that on a non-human participant. 
she looks at you again you know fo- like focused she's given you her f- full attention now because she wants she kind of wants this conversation to get over with quite honestly like i said there we needed to test with someone well with someone who's actually capable of being connected to the transforce in a meaningful capacity we couldn't just slap it on top of rn panda or someone like that. Because, sure, the Transforce gives them some amount of life and energy, but they are not attached to it. They're not tapped to it. We needed people. I think we just see Harmony just begin to walk and just... I think she... I think she just says, I just don't think we're ready to proceed with human testing. And why agrees with me? And slams the door. And Serenade, after you leave, kind of sits back in her chair. And just says, I'll talk to her later. And we'll see what we'll see what Professor Y has to say about whether or not we should proceed. And uh, the, the panel is just as if reflecting her frustration in that flashback. Just her literally smashing through that wall with her pickaxe and <sighs> panting heavily from that. And then the bowling ball slams through the slams through the rest of the rock. Yeah, shoulders, pickaxe. It's starting to get a little heavy at this point. And uh, it gets whipped back over to world, and world catches up with you again. I'm just, I'm just. Listen, Harmony. It's I just, I can tell you're upset, and I'm sad to see you as upset as it seems like you are. You know, and I'm sure that if everybody else could see you like this, that we, you know, we'd all be just as upset and sad to see it. Uh, but I just, uh, you know, since since you left, there have been there's been stuff happening, you know, and just, I mean, obviously, obviously, your mom is worried about you out here. But even then, there's there's been some there's been some other stuff happening. It's just it's getting dangerous, you know. As uh, she's kind of advanced, as she's just kind of walking at this point, says, "Dangerous," kind of just seems to be caught off guard by that word for them because like. And she says, I thought you guys didn't really have a concept of dangerous. No offense, but from what I've been told and what you tell me, danger isn't really a concept for you. You just come back. I mean, yeah, da- dangerous isn't isn't like a thing that we're supposed to worry about, you know? Um, but that's about, you know, that's about stuff that, that like... Um, you know, like that stuff that w- about stuff that we are f- that we fight, you know, stuff that we go and deal with, you know, uh, you know, because we can just keep, you know, we can just keep throwing ourselves at a problem until it's solved, hopefully. Um, but you know, I don't know, uh, you know, I can't, I can, you know, no one tells me anything, but like, uh, man looking left looking right a little almost like like is someone am i saying stuff that should not be heard by human ears you know you know even before you even before you left it did it, it started seeming like like you know your mom and um and, and and the professor you know they were getting real like antsy and concerned about you know some other stuff that was happening you know and i i you know i never really was able to get a straight answer out of them it seemed like they they were a little you know, it did seem like they didn't want to tell all of us because they want, didn't, you know, didn't want us to just be, you know, concerned for unknown reasons. But like, I don't know, 
weird energy stuff and, you know, weird just, like, things that they've been trying to, to track down and stuff. And, like, you know, there's only one kind of thing that they're ever keeping track of. Yeah. Now that I'm aware of, but... Just kind of, again, has to go quiet because she's, again... Did Y talk to you about anything? Uh, not a lot. You know, she's been kind of cooped up in the in, in her little personal lab for the last little bit, you know. I think a little keeping track of all the the whatever it is that, that she and your mom have been, have been catching wind of. And, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to do to try to get you back, you know. That's kind of, huh, that's funny you say that. What do you? What do you mean? I don't. I didn't make. I didn't. I didn't make a funny, a funny pun or a funny, a funny gag, a jib, a jab, a joke. Can you keep a secret like when I told you I might be a lesbian? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I, I don't know what lesbians have to do with this still, but I'll, I'll listen. Well, that's funny you say that. She's the one trying to figure out how to bring me back. When, all things considered, we cut to two weeks before, before the incident where, she just says. You should just go. And and Harmony just says, huh? You heard me. Just go. Just... I can't just go. What's stopping you? Well, I... Well, that's... I... I mean, she'd send, like, half the facility after me, right? She shrugs, lifts up a cup of coffee. Oh, probably. They'd have me back in, like, a day. You underestimate yourself, I think. I can't even, like, go to the grocery store without, like, without corporate giant walking by and waving at me through the glass door in a trench coat. I still don't know how they, I still don't know how that works for him. Twelve feet tall and all. It's very strange. Custom coats, I assume. I I guess. (laughs) But I can't see a reason for you to not just go. I mean, the only reason that they're able to track you like that is because, well, when you leave like that, they usually know where you're going. You go to the grocery store, you go to the game store, or maybe you take a jog around the park, and they usually just have somebody to there to keep an eye on you and make sure that everything's alright. But if you just left, I mean, they wouldn't know, you know? They'd probably figure out something. They're very resourceful, but... Shrugs. I... Can't see a reason why you couldn't just get out. I don't know. I just feel like she'd freak out and make things worse for everybody. I don't want to do that. I don't want to... Just, I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to do that to world or wide. I don't want to do that to... I don't want to do it to, to RN either. She's She's your mother. So if you left, yes, she'd probably freak out. I'm not going to pretend that that's not the case. But you're also legally an adult. I dare to declare a woman, not a grown one yet, but a woman nonetheless. Frankly, I don't think that you should be spending what are now supposed to be some of the, the best time of your life cooped up inside of our of our facilities as much as you're allowed to travel around whenever your mother goes places as i understand you just you know you stay at the facilities maybe go out to the nearby towns maybe see family once in a while 
as rare as I think that's become. I haven't seen I haven't seen Aunt Aria ever since she asked what I'm going to do for my college major, and I didn't have an answer. She says that kind of just half realizing, like, oh fuck, actually, that has been a while. <sighs> exactly. You know, years since you've seen family, years since it feels like you've really been out there and allowed to do th- your own thing. And if you really don't want to be here, I can't see a reason why you should just be staying here when you can just go. Just sort of just thinks about it. She's like, maybe I could, she squints and thinks, maybe I could get to Arizona pretty easily. And she just kind of holds up a hand. Well, okay, well, maybe, maybe calm down a little. Arizona's well, quite far. But. Well, that's where Aunt, no, like, I'm not just going to go on the desert. That's just where Aunt Aria is. You know, a moment, she's like, she takes a moment to think. And is like, huh. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose she is. Almost yeah, forgot. This yeah, point. Uh, Flagstaff actually, not like Phoenix. God, God, could you imagine anyone living in Phoenix? No, but it doesn't matter. Phoenix isn't real. Yeah. That. Oh, that's right. Right. Sorry, forgot. It's so hard. Yeah, it's so hard to remember that it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, maybe one day it will again. But. Regardless, even then, maybe, maybe at least in the immediate future, set your eyes, set your goal a little bit, a little bit lesser than getting to Arizona, if only because it's just so far away, and the only vehicle I think that you could acquire a set of keys to might be a company motorcycle that's nearby, she says, reaching into a drawer and putting a set of keys on the desk, turning away from it slightly. She, uh, you know. And, you know, she can take a hint. She swipes. She does, like, swipe them real quick. Because, you know, you know, waits for the camera to, like, go by, swipes it. You know, got to make it look good. <laughs> and she says, um, maybe I'll just go to Last Light. Easy to hide there. Let her freak out for a little bit. Yeah. Honestly, I think that that sounds fine enough. It's not It's not too far. It's only across the state. Not wouldn't be too difficult to get to. And, yeah. It's a big enough city. I'm sure that you'd be able to hunker down there, live a little. And I can't say exactly how your how your mother will respond. Uh, like I said, if you're in such a state, I can't ima- I can't see a reason why you should continue living like that. Yeah, I I, I don't mean anything by it. You know, I I love being around here. It's, I love I love my I love everybody. I love my I love you guys. Your family to me. It's just. It's getting intense, you know? Oh, no. I understand. I've... I've worked here long enough to understand how things can be from time to time. Things can be a little much, you know? It's it's difficult. It's its own... You know, she just, you know, looks to you. It's... I get it. Yeah. I'm not in the same position that you're in, but admittedly... I'll at least say this. My job is to take all the notes that Serenade hands over to me and make things out of it. And that means I am very constantly working on those belts that we give to you. And that means that, you know, she she, she kind of holds up a hand, you know, a little like, uh, you know, innocently. It's like, it does mean that my job is to build these things and... Make sure that when you use them, that 
and I do, and I don't mean this in in an offensive way, but you are my employers, my boss's daughter, only daughter. And if anything happened to you because of my tech, uh, she'd be very upset with me too. <laughs> so I can understand a different kind of stress than what you're going through, but it's still a stress that comes with this territory. Yeah, I mean, like. I mean, a month. I mean, like a month. I mean, like a couple months ago, I would have been like, right there with her, and I guess I kind of was, huh? It just, I don't know. Trucks. I just, I'm, I'm losing too much sleep over it. I, I can't do this. No, uh, like I said, I understand harmony. I understand completely. You know, your mother and I don't see eye to eye on everything with what we do either. As much as we have to put up a united front with what we eventually, you know, put in front of everybody who, who's here. But I under, but I, I get it, and I understand. You know, if you, again, feel like you have to get on out and get out of here and figure out how you're feeling, then absolutely. But, you know, again, I'm not going to lie to you. Your mother will almost certainly have... A dramatic reaction to it. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking of um, seeing if I can tough it out for like another two weeks or so. You know, at least, you know, just, you know, go through. I think she's doing another test in a couple of weeks. I was thinking of just toughing it out till then. I won't advise you one way or the other about how long you want to stay. Or, in the end, if you decide that you want to stay indefinitely. I've given you my advice, and I'm not going to try to sway you one way or the other beyond that. I say, follow however you feel. If you want to leave right now, if you want to leave in a couple weeks, if you never want to go, follow your heart. After all, the Transforce is all about heart. I can't see a better way, (laughs) in theory, for your connection to it to get even stronger than you following whatever it is that you feel you need to do, you know? And it's be and it'd be healthy for you in the long run. Yeah, I think she just. I think she nods and says, and I think she just kind of. I think she just hugs her, actually. And, and you know, she hugs you back. You know, uh, with with you know one one arm, you feel the gentle metal caress of her metal arm, uh, metal hand. You know, like up against your back. And she's just like. <laughs> Oh, just, you know, please, we're, technically we're still at work. Right, sorry. Um, like I say, one more test. If I can, t- if I, I'm gonna just tough it out one more test. She said she'd consider what you had to say, and I'm gonna see if that's true. Maybe one of these days I'll even be allowed to actually get down there for one of those tests. But I'm sure that I'll be. Already in the middle of working on something else, like usual. You know, everything's always happening all at once here. And she just kind of says, uh, "Trust me, um, you're not missing a lot." Uh, well, she shrugs. Say what you will. <laughs> There's always something happening here at Black Frost, and that is, at least, you know, it's energizing. I think is the good way to put it. Right. Well. I guess we shouldn't be using real. I guess if we're still at work, I guess we should be using the. I guess we should be using code names then. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes, Ryder, I suppose. Uh, actually, 
Actually, she said we should save Ryder for something else. She's been calling me Spider. Hmm. Huh. Okay, then. Spider. I, I don't really like it, but... Eh. I'll try. She says we should keep Ryder for something else. Spider, you know. Something for the books, I guess. I can live with it. Uh, I didn't know that somebody had switched your code name out. So, let me just... Leans over into, like, her little book. Kind of, you know, on her desk. Kind of turns it over. Goes to where it says Ryder. Spelled normally without the Y. <laughs> kind of whites that out. And she's like, yeah, I was, uh... I was told this morning. Walks away. In the background, she's grabbing what appears to be a small... What appears to be a comb and a, and a small chameleon. You do... No one will know what... No one can possibly fathom what she's working on with this one. I, I've tried my best while I was in here. That's what the pauses in conversation were. But... Because I didn't want to ask. I just wanted to see if I could figure it out. So I didn't... We didn't have to have that conversation. She grabs, uh, she grabs a pencil sharpener and wanders off into her little private lab again to start making something. <laughs> Nothing good. And then we cut as we're just kind of walking. Uh, this one I have kind of elaborated more on because it's a fond memory. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know. I couldn't, I guess, uh, I don't know. Maybe, uh. There's a pause, you know, his world is thinking about this for a moment. Well, if she's the one that told you to leave, and she's the one that's telling us to try to get you back, then doesn't that, maybe that just speaks to the fact that something's going on, you know? Something's getting more dangerous, you know? It could be anything. She could just be trying to, she could be just trying to understandably save face. Maybe, but she seemed pretty intent, you know? I mean, she, she was, she, I mean, she wasn't just sending us out, you know, like, initially you know like she she was ta you know she was she was making new ones you know just uh you know some new some new ones of us you know to send out to try to grab you up because it seemed pretty urgent we were we were told a little bit uh you know rn panda you know when they they brought her back really quick right after uh you know you took her down a couple hours ago she muttered to herself oh that was only a couple hours ago for your context, by the way, like if you have a watch or something like that, you would quickly discover that it's like about maybe like I don't know, one or two p.m. or so. You know, it's like your whole thing with RN Panda and the International uh, Boxing Hall of Fame happened like in the early morning because like Star Kid pulled you out and moved you like at like at seven a.m. She feels so tired. She was hoping she was dead for at least twenty-four hours nodding but uh world continues and is like you know they brought our panda back you know real quick right after uh your whole thing and you know they they were asking her a lot of questions about the stuff about what what went on there you know it seemed like they they had some some idea of something going on and you know we only got to you know we only got to talk to her to her like really briefly but she was saying like oh you know they they seem real I wouldn't, scared's not the word, but concerned, you know, about something, about whatever it was that, that you did over there, or whatever it is that, that you you met over there, or you found, or whatever, uh, you know, they were, you know, she was saying, that like, like, oh, you know, the, I asked, I, you know, I, I asked her, you know, because, uh, you know, wide wasn't going to do it, uh, but I, you know, I asked her, like, well, what made them seem so concerned? And, you know, she was saying that it was that, you know, she ran into, 
you know, just somebody using something like, uh, like, like, you know, the, like your belt there, like the glory driver that showed up and was doing stuff, was doing stuff, you know. Aaron didn't know what I didn't. I didn't get. I, I wasn't going to ask, you know, your mom or the, the professor about it. Uh, you know, come on, H. It's 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 just like it stops again. You know, it's pondering for a moment. It just you know. If it seems you're you're running into you're running into some stuff, and again they're they're fine. They're it seems like they're starting to find some wild stuff right now, and maybe you should just come on back. I get that maybe you're upset, and maybe you want to get away, but like, you know, is it really worth put? Is it really worth being like in danger? You know, when we could all like help protect each other. I, it kind of is. She uh just kind of keeps running. I know you don't understand but it only kind of re- made me realize or I only realized earlier recently that for the first time in my life I'm almost completely unmonitored I've been alive for like almost two decades at this point wow two decades we're almost there we have that moment <laughs> and then we move on yeah and just of course, I, I, we don't, I don't, I don't agree with what she's doing anymore. I don't, I don't agree with how she's carrying it. I don't agree with any of that, but I can go out and do something and not have to ask for permission, not have to get it cleared, not have to tell someone where I'm going. I can just go do something. But we could make some, I don't know, we could make something happen so that you could have more freedom around the place. Again, I'm just... You know, we just don't want to see you get hurt out here, you know? Again, if it's bad enough for your mom to be scared about it, or whatever, you know, that's just it. I, you know... I don't think she's scared. I think she's just being dramatic. We all knew that We all knew that if I were to ever go somewhere, she'd be dramatic about it. She's being dramatic now. All right, but... I know that you, I, I know that you, that you think maybe the professor's just not doing anything about it, but, you know... If she's concerned about something, too, she's not known for being dramatic, you know? And that's, that's, that's worrying, too. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen your mom scared, but we've never seen the professor as concerned as it seems like she is. Well, if she's concerned, then we need to get an outside opinion, right? But who are you going to find to do something like that? There's no outside opinions. The you wielders know, of dies. light. Oh, it's harmony. Come on. They're not around anymore. They don't do it. They don't, they don't do anything. They might not be around, but they're still alive. How would you even find them? She shrugs. I go to Last Light City. Last Light. Uh, listen, I've only been to Last Light once, but I remember it was really big. The world's big. The Last Light's just part of it. <laughs> it, it but like, there's so many people there. You know, how would you even start narrowing down, you know, them specifically? She, like, goes for a duffel bag and remembers, right, I left that on the motorcycle. Checks her jacket pocket to see if she left her book on her person. You still, you, you got your book. Yeah. And she pulls it out and she says, I'm going to go talk to the people who'd know where to find them. I'm going to see the crisis custodians. I'm going to start there and then work backwards. But what if whatever's being so dangerous gets, just gets worse while you're looking... We, she and she turns. I'm gonna ask you something. Has she actually detailed what what could possibly be it be so, be so bad that you need me back right now? And he shakes his head. Right. 
If it was that dangerous, she would have told you so you could tell me, right? I mean... I don't, I don't think that you're wrong. Right? Well, nobody look. tells me anything. Yeah, but you know who they do tell everything? Points at wide. Looks at wide. Yeah, but he doesn't tell me anything either. Yeah, but he would have told me. And he wouldn't have told you because he would have wanted to see your reaction. I mean, maybe. I guess... Uh... I mean, I guess that's true. So, shrugs, can't be that bad. I think Wise just trying to, you know, appease to Mom a little bit right now. She's being dramatic and, sh- and shitty. Uh, uh, but what if? But what if she just? Do- but what if she just doesn't know exactly what the threat is either? Just knows that it's strong. Because if you're not around, she's just gonna. She's just gonna have to send us to deal with it, and we're not. We we've heard what you've done to every, to everybody else that's gone after you. We're not we're you know we're barely equipped to deal with you. It feels like, let alone something that could be you know, the bigger. Well, that's why sh- that's why we should get the crisis custodians then, right? But they don't. They're uh, but they don't deal with the stuff that you're supposed to deal with. That that we're supposed to help you deal with. They're superheroes. They can help with something. I can't imagine a world where they literally cannot help us in any single regard. Where all of them, all ten of them collectively go, Well, gee, fists are broken, can't go out there today. I just don't think as the two of you round a corner in this tunnel and you see the tunnel opens up yet again into like no, no longer yet another like smaller like you know tunnel that you've been in that narrow and going along a direction now it opens up yet again into this like massive sort of like area ceiling way up high you know tons of of like deposits of salt that are still like everywhere in this place and just this like huge you know structure there's even a little bit a very tiny little bit of like sunlight that you can see kind of like broken through like a a top piece of the rock way up above and i think she just kind of is stunned for a moment there it is there's a way out yeah we can if there's if if the sunlight's that close and then that's gotta mean that there's a way uh, out nearby here or we can even just get through that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know how vertical migration works. Starts walking forward. I start walking forward, but I'm not. I'm walking towards what the light is shining on. As in the background, the world is kind of looking up. You know, squinting. The the bowling ball globe is in hand again, and is and you know they're kind of like testing. Like, can I throw it vertically high enough to break through the ceiling? Let's find out together. You know, it's kind of making some like you know making some like test arm motions with the tentacles as you wander forward and yeah the sunlight is sort of like hitting and then sort of like refracting off of all of this like salt it's it's giving a tiny amount of light uh into this spot that kind of like you know like a cone like a flashlight does you know kind of becomes a little more at the center as you approach and there is this sort of like distinct like pile of salt that you know is there either because it was broken through and left or maybe because it's been like falling from the ceiling for who knows how long but it is here and it kind of looks kind of wet almost you know like that rate like the rainstorm that like rainstorms have kind of like a recent rainstorm like the one you were in a little bit ago you know just yesterday and maybe has come through and kind of like brushed aside more of the salt that was here you know yeah and you know she goes over and kind of brushes more of it aside just kind of looking at this point and further below 
you do see, like, as you start brushing it aside, you see this very, like, slight sort of yellowish glow. I start going faster. And as you start, like, yeah, as you start digging and start going faster, uh, slowly, like, slowly kind of uh, revealing itself to you, you start to see what appears to be this, like, the, the light itself, if I had to describe it, it's sort of, it, the best way I can describe it is, 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 like, if you were to take, you know, a, like, yellow light of some kind, like a yellow flashlight, probably, and then, like, you know, shine it, like, through a slightly cloudy plastic, like, bottle filled with water, you know, that kind of thing. Like, it's this very sort of hazy uh, yellow color, you know, not quite solid, but still distinctly there. You start to see, A, that glow starts to get stronger, but B, you're starting able to kind of, like, see this salt here is kind of collected over and through, like, a, a, a small crack in the ground. Not like, oh, it goes down, you know, forever, but, like, you know, down far enough that you probably would have to, like, make, like, really reach to, to get there. But slowly, uh, you know, you're starting to be able to see the salt hasn't really, like, poured through into that crack fully, and you can see, lingering down there, what appears to be, well, a marble. My eyebrows do shoot up as I I'm just gonna try and re- reach for it as quick as I can and if I'm able to from my position and try to just grab it and pocket it super fast you're able to grab it let's start there at least before you know there's still quite a bit between like you have being able to reach down and grab it and you pocketing it but let's start there you reach down and you grab it and you are able to, to do that it take you kind of gotta you know get like not quite shoulder deep but you know pretty close to it to like really get down there and you grab it and you pull it up and as you're pulling it out you uh you can see a yeah it's this little yellow marble and b there's this now that you're getting to look at this one like a lot more closely you're able to see what appears to be they kind of look like sparkles or dots dare i say stars arranged in a sort of you know a sort of arrow-ish pattern and you know i try not to marvel at it because i'm trying to be quick but i just take a moment to just kind of investigate it and it's in that moment uh, as you're investigating it that you hear uh world just go wait 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 and then uh a the big warhammer comes slamming down like beside you you know just barely missing as i imagine you'd look like roll away practically on instinct as is a common rider way as you see that wide has has come to as is there again it's just like well 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 Thought that you could get away from me with the th- with the thing that we came here to get. We came here to get that. What? Huh? No one tells me anything. Kind of like you know, puts it in jacket pocket. Not because I'm taking this out, but in the sense that I just can't hold it and fight at the same time. Actually, uh, I think you know. Actually, rewind. I think just sort of clenches fist around it, and she pulls hood up, pulls a like, and just sort of pulls goggles back down in a sort of Ash Ketchum kind of way, and she says. Uh, I was kind of getting used to you being asleep, Uncle Wide. <laughs> well, Harmony, now that I'm awake again, I am prepared to offer to you uh, a chance again to come with us peacefully. We came to come and get you, and we came to come and get apparently that thing. So let's just 
not have to go through the rough rigmarole, huh? I want. I don't want to have to slam you into the ground with my beautiful hammer. As uh, she says, uh, as she continues on and says, "Your hammer's fake." What did you say to me? It's fake. The real one's kept in a vault. We'll see how you how you feel about this hammer being fake after I bring it down on you, little girl. Like and the tentacles whip out, hammer swing. I'd like to roll to provoke. Go ahead. Which, to mention, my goal was to get him to swing it because I knew exactly where I was standing and where he's standing. Yeah, that's what I thought. That is a zero. That's what that is. Yeah, I'm spending a team. Ooh, how so? I Someone comes to help me and I don't have control over who. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Interesting. That's the choice that you're making now? I, look, I, for the audience, I rolled snake eyes. It's already gonna be bad. I may as well live. <laughs> you know? Nodding. You know what? All right, here. Let's, uh, let's play through this scene for a moment, a little bit longer to, like... Oh, of course. So, first things first. You attempt to... <laughs> Just, just you know, get started because you still failed, even if you're spending the team for it, which means you won't receive as bad a punishment. Quite frankly, is what this means. First, I want you to tell me how this goes wrong for you, as you you know provoke him into swinging, and it goes uh, not how you wish. Well, the thing is, is that what my plan was was to skim to slam into that to the crack in the ground, and you know, because I figured, because I did some quick math, like I bet he's gonna fucking like. I bet what he's gonna do is he's gonna slam that and then make the ground cave from under him and he goes down and he just goes tumbling down while I have the chance to get the fuck out of here. That was my plan on my end. How he manages to outdo my bait has to come from him, I think. You wanna know what the simplest answer really is, I th- I think, in this in this case here? Yeah, go for fucking, it. He just fucking he just fucking like you know, tentacles expand outwards. Like, you know, they just zoom, you know, they just like expand dong uh, towards you and a, I think you just have. I don't think that you have ever act, actually gotten to be in a fight where uh, Uncle Wide is like truly trying, you know, and quickly realize, oh fuck, man, that those his like whole expanding like you know extending tentacle thing, it goes like a lot faster than you expect it to. Nods, and he swings that hammer a lot faster and harder than you would expect, uh, considering how flimsy the tentacles kind of look you know and you just get fucking slammed by this thing like knocked back into a wall mark a condition it would have been a powerful blow but you're spending that team so it's not going to be as bad i think i'm gonna mark angry so you and you slam into a wall you know you slam into the rock wall worldwide is starting worldwide cuttlefish is starting to approach you but what are you doing immediately after you know you hit wall I think I hit the wall. I let a big noise as I, uh, you know, I get, I start pulling myself back up. I have this marble in my hand. I know that the transformation matrix is damaged on my belt, and I know that I can't fix it without the right tools. But I know that there's, but I know there's something I can probably do. And frankly, it's all I've got is I'm going to just put this this marble into the belt because I know it has a marble feeder, and I'm just gonna see what I can get it to do to give me something. Now here's the problem with that, Danny. Uh, I have to. I have to mention to you. Of course, the battery. The battery has no charge, and right. even and even having been in the sun as for you know for a moment there with that little sunlight, definitely does not have as much. But you know what you do have on you. 
Do you know what you have on you? I think she takes her a moment to like recognize that, and then she notices that like her cart, that like card case on her on her belt, and she like whips it out, and she's like, "If there's better, if there's if there isn't a better time for it than now." As you produce, tell me more. As I produce, um, as I produce the, as I produce the a, a card from my belt, she's just going to just slot it into the card reader. And uh, there's this like burst of of like energy that just immediately comes off of your belt when you do that. Uh, kind of like you know, worldwide, it has to like hold up the all tentacles in like a blocking formation, and like kind of gets pushed back a little by. And it's just like, what the? And you know, your belt uh, just kind of shouts out. The stars. This orange shifting to yellow, shifting back to orange, shifting to pink briefly, uh, energy kind of like shimmer through all of the sections of your belt where the Transforce kind of moves through before it settles back into its normal form, and then you just hear your belt uh, just go, charge, full. And, you know, again, while they're having this stunt, I set the marble in the marble reader, again, aware that the transformation matrix is damaged, so I'm just going to use... So I'm gonna hope that two positive that these two will be enough to give me something. As a inserts it, gets it inside, and just takes a takes a pose. Driver online. Hen. Ready. Shin. Change protocol engaged. And, you know, there is that sort of spark of uh, like white sort of power electricity adjacent uh you know energy that starts like moving through and like they you know coming up from the belt and surrounds you you know and a description that I, I know i've used a lot but it is my favorite uh, to use is like much like how like well, you know when your computer starts a l- like seconds slower than you know it's supposed to but you know only you would notice that because you're the one that uses it uh like you notice that it takes a little longer to, like, form around you than it usually would. But then, like, you know, it still, like, finishes. You can hear, like, the belt. Honestly, it, it kind of sounds like the, the fans of the belt, If to use the only terminology I can really think of, is churning. You know, like, like, oh man, you know, it's, it, the transformation matrix is connected, but it is not do, but it's not like not doing well, you know, and it's doing its best to maintain this. Uh, you know, mercifully, there's at least a spark there to keep it going for a moment. Uh, and you form up, you know, the rider uniform just like shimmers to life on top of you, and there's a little sparks of electricity to imply that it's not completely stable, like, it won't last for that long. Like, uh, the best way I can really say it is, like, if you have, like, I, I think you described before that you have a little bit of a heads-up display in your helmet that can mostly be summarized as, yeah, I can see the battery life, and you know, etc. You can see, like, the battery is already kind of starting to tick away, you know, not quite like, oh, you only have seconds to do this or whatever, but, like, fast enough that it's like, yeah, the matrix is now busted enough that it's, like, churning through uh, the battery as well now, um... But you still have that. And then, sort of, possibly entirely off of that charge, 
possibly maybe knocking the transformation matrix the way it did seems to have like done something there but you hear the belt immediately also uh, just uh, like sort of speak in a normal voice ornament reader scanning and then after a brief moment you just hear Sagittarius shimmering formering like over you is this sort of like it's like a like a chest plate and like quiver that sort of like appear forming like on top of your armor they're holographic almost see-through plastic-esque in its design and you immediately kind of recognize it as very similar to those chisels that uh, brave traveler neo zexus was using in that fight that you had earlier Uh, the quiver looks very much the same way and your sword is suddenly is like replaced with a similarly like looking energized uh, bow Knowing I only have seconds, I, I take a you know I I get the I take the free time I get to like look at it and be and gawk at the transformation to sell toys. But there's, yeah, we got, there's a lot of like glamour shots of just this like new look of you. Yeah, of course. And I take the moment to like gawk at the power, and I um immediately. But I think what I do is I, I think I just because I have seconds, but I don't know how how much um worldwide knows it. So I just. I pull back the bow to like you know just pull back go into the quiver to reach and grab like say three arrows and I load them onto the bow and I'm going to fire just a quick burst of arrows not really necessarily to hurt hurt them just more necessarily to get them to back off for just a second longer nodding and roll me a directly engage with a plus one this is a new form and a new uh, weapon after all you are correct go 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 seven I needed it you're welcome. I'm gonna give my allies, me, an opportunity to leave. And yeah, you start firing these shots, and I want you to exp- to describe actually, because I mean, this is your this is your weapon, and this is built off of your armor. So I want you to tell me what it looks like as you start up, like what it looks like when you start firing out these arrows from the bow. So I feel like what it looks like is um. I think what it looks like is the best way I could describe it in Gaim. There's a bow weapon, and I kind of am envisioning that in my head. Like there's like this like long like sheet of like I can only describe as plastic that the like the the string like lines back on, and I pull that back and I fire out this like shooting star at the at at them, and I just pull that back and I keep and I fire more of them. It's almost like I'm shooting a gun at them more than I'm shooting a bow, but um, it's but the thing is, it's very quick and reflexive nodding and you blast these shots into worldwide cuttlefish and you know there's all the sparks and etc that come off of a rubber suit when something like that happens you know just like dramatic like slow motion shots that are just like you know that kind of vibe just like as they go kind of like moving backwards and you fire yet another shot that like pushes them back into like this specific wall that like breaks through into sort of the wall of a tunnel then you immediately are able to see like light shimmering down from the en- from the entrance of this tunnel, clearly going back into the quarry. And I'm going to crouch and do like this big jump to like leap, just g- to leap out onto the onto land at least. And you have to do as a dramatic pose as I hit the ground, as I'm sure they're go- they're going to be quick to follow. You exit out into the quarry, you know, into the big salt quarry, 
you see there's a collection of like various snowflakes and you know what remains of them uh and the snowball they listen i'm not gonna i'm not i don't know how better to describe this than that they have what appears to be you know like a flatbed uh, tow truck and that they have like chained dragon down to it on the back of it you know just like all right i gotta lay in a <laughs> you gotta put this here we gotta we gotta ship this back you know and they all turn around as you exit and they're like huh 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 the one in the driver's seat honks the horn of the vehicle nods and uh i think i think i just take out the polaris one and i take and i slot slot in a new one and it said and it's called i'm trying to think of a appropriately stupid name for what i think this will, will amount to um but i think it's uh, i think it's called cobra <laughs> that exact inflection interesting as uh, she fires out this what looks like a shooting star arrow but instead it takes on like this like snake form as it just kind of whips around and then just bites down on a on like one of them to to initiate to actually make the attack go through nods and they're just snowflakes and you have a new form so i don't think that it becomes like that much of a problem you know i think that you just like kind of take them all down you know yeah exactly i think it might even just be with the one shot where it just literally just snakes around girding through all of them but then goes to the last one and just bears fangs and then bites into it and then it explodes nods and then stepping forward to you is of course the snowball holding up blaster aiming it towards you now you know prepared to engage in a blaster fight as a, you know takes out cobra and then puts back in and then just puts back in polaris as she presses a button on her belt to just begin to, to and as it makes the belt call out um redirecting energy precise execute as she's pulling back the bow, as she's as we get like the advanced targeting computers on targeting animation on her visor, I nod. And at the like sort of same moment that you're that you're doing this, you can hear behind you the sound of, of you know some rocks shuffling as Worldwide Cuttlefish is wa- is wandering up behind you at the exact same moment, and it's just like. <sighs> You little Missy are gonna be in a lot of trouble in a second here. And she goes, I'm already in a lot of trouble. As she clicks her heels together and then just springs up into the air doing a front flip. Precise execute! Royal rain! As she pulls back the as she pulls back the air the releases the shot and up into the air, doing a pose as arrows rain around her everywhere. Roll the directly engage. I thought you were going to say make a better name for that move, and I would have agreed with you. That's an 11. You know, I love when they behave. I don't care if I fail every single roll the session, as long as it behaves the one time I need it to. <laughs> I fire this blast, like, straight into the air, and then it just sort of, like, and then it shines, like, out, like, if it's, like, later, if it's, like, if it's, like, it's, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, right? Yeah. Well, then what happens is that it like the sky becomes like abruptly night for a second as like the snowball and world rider like looking around like huh? what's going on as all this as a bunch of stars in the night just suddenly abruptly glow as I'm coming down with a dive kicks with arrows everywhere as I dive into um, as I dive into worldwide cuttlefish and then there's a pulled out shot of these arrows each landing into any of the remaining uh, snowballs. There's only one snowball, but it does still hit the snowball, the, several of those shots. And, you know, it gets hit and just goes, and then detonates, you know, just blasts there. 
because you're all morphed up, fucking dragon is trying to fucking break free from the ropes and chains that are binding her. And you lay this, these, like, series, the way I imagine is, like, the series of shots, like, fucking slam into Worldwide uh, first, and then your kick comes in, you know? Yeah, 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 I think you're right. And, like, you manage to nail this kick, and Worldwide goes flying backwards again, you know, like, slamming into the, into the wall as you come to a landing, and then just, like, in a flash, it all just disappears, you know? Like, the, the morph just goes away as the belt's just, like, battery empty. Mm-hmm. As I just sort of just almost stumble forward, because I don't do that very often, and that takes a lot, and just that just naturally takes a lot out of me. <sighs> as I... There's a noise for further ahead as slowly rising back up uh, to feet using a hammer as like a cane to lift self back up. Worldwide is still up, and you remember there's a reason why that why Worldwide is you know number one among the collection of them. Nods, and I'm I, I knew I wasn't gonna beat him. I just needed him to go down long enough as I run over to the flatbread tow truck and as I, as I try to get dr- dragon free. I'm like, come on, we don't have a long. Let's go. Let's go. And as you're starting to get dragon free, uh, worldwide is wandering up and is just like, you know, little girl, Harmony, I gave you your chances. And I guess this is just gonna have to be how things go, huh? And like, Re- the tentacles like reach over and they snatch the like little bowling ball out of uh, World's hands. And World is like, "Oh, so are we doing the thing?" Drops it down as you recognize that uh, Worldwide is now attempting to do uh, his finishing move, which is where he, you know, uses the bowling ball as a golf ball and just kind of like line drives it straight into a person. You know, that's just that's his thing. That's what he does. Nods. I see this. I try to go faster. And as you're doing it faster, and he like starts. The best way I can describe it is, like, twisting the tentacles up so that, like, he can get, like, a basically helicopter spin off of the hammer and, like, really make this into a into a shot. And he's, and he's just like, Your little rebellion streak is about to be over. So I would recommend that with whatever time that you've got left for, to rebel, that you really enjoy it. And as he goes to swing, there is the best way that I can describe it, like, suddenly and out of nowhere this like this collection of blasts of like rainbow light that like go like just skewering in towards worldwide and just like like interrupting mid swing and just like you know he's caught in this series of explosions that like drop him further you know the sort of like defeated uh kind of electricity starting to go around him not quite explosion levels yet and high above you you just you hear and I want to stress this when I say, like, it's above you and you can barely hear it. Alright? Like, you can barely hear what this person is saying as you hear the, as you just hear a voice, quote-unquote, call down to you that just says, Oh, there is somebody here. Yay. Can't believe it. And then just from, from, the, from off panel, what? Sigh. And floating a little bit closer to the ground now, you see this girl 
big, like, wide, poofy skirt that's, uh, like, done up in, like, soft, pastel, like, rainbow colors, mostly lavender as its focus, to match the, her, like, long lavender hair, a, you know, the pair of white wings that are, that are just kind of, like, gently flapping, uh, <laughs> that are gently, like, flapping on her back, big, uh, rainbow magic wand-looking thing with, like, a heart at the top of it. And as she descends, you can see that, like, her skin is so, like, pale white that it makes the, like, black eyeliner and makeup that she wears on her face just, like, pop out even more. And she's holding on to what seems to be a, a pretty short, honestly, what seems to just be, like, a pretty short, like, little rabbit girl wearing what I can only describe as the equivalent of a superhero-made uniform, but in purples. Kind of, like, sets this rabbit person down immediately said person like turns to you and just says are you all right oh my gosh you look so hurt i'm fine she looks like she she looks like she lost a fight with a washing machine full of gravel help me get my help me get my friend free she immediately uh turns and says spectrum you help her get the get this get this bike free and spectrum says sigh Yes, I'll help you undo the chains, just like I'm trying to undo the chains of my soul from this mortal coil. Ah, shit, me too. (laughs) And uh, the the rabbit woman jumps away, uh, loudly, loudly declaring, Anybody who wants to harm any civilians, especially this close to our fair city, is going to have to deal with the champion of positivity. And she and she looks up and immediately uh, sees this massive cloud of glitter as worldwide is uh, mid retreat. And she says, "Um, and creator of fantastic vibes across. Nobody can stop my pulse." I think he's leaving. She calls out back to you. I, I, th- I think she says, I mean, I like the intro. Thank you. Wanders back over. Uh, he's, ru- he's, he's, he's running. Is this someone that I should take down? Uh, if you can catch him, but Wiggle's hand. He's mostly after me. Spectrum, never mind about the chains. You can, you can catch up to him faster. Sigh. Fine. I'll go do with him. She starts to float away and starts blasting rainbows out of her uh, wand as the rabbit woman turns to you and starts quickly helping to undo the ropes and chains. So, but you are okay? You're all right? Uh, yeah, you said you, uh, you're a fair city. You were talking about, you were talking about last night, right? Yeah, last night. I, I, I mean, thank, thank goodness you came. What are you doing this far out, though? Well, we were out of the city, and I was giving my protege over there a little bit of training. Um, and we just, well, we saw, uh, well, rather, I suppose, I felt a weird energy disturbance, and she felt, um, an equally disturbing, uh, sort of energy signature, but we were picking up different kinds, um, I was getting some strange, very strong emotional-related energies, and she was just picking up some very strange light-related energies, um, and we decided, oh, that seems that seems like it might be something we should check out. But I did. She's not very proactive. Um, she, she's trying. And um, we came on out this way, and we... She gestures. Well, we spotted all this happening just as we got here. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I was, I was so... Uh, I don't do this often enough anymore. Hi, holds out hand. I'm Pulse. 
uh, the, her t- the text for her name is all uh, obviously superhero, you know, introduction font, but it's also like all rainbow lightning and the exclamation point is mandatory. Nods. And um, she kind of takes a moment to debate, like, oh, this is a real, like, this is a real superhero meeting and trying not to fuck it up. Um, checks to make sure her goggles are down so she looks cool. And then says, Ryder. With a Y. <laughs> wow. Well, nice to meet you, Ryder. And she says, "It's with the Y. I can I can tell when you don't I can tell when you don't, don't pronounce the Y. Oh, I know I, no. I know you didn't know. And so I'm just letting you know. Sorry. Uh, uh, I apologize, um, uh, Ryder. It's good to meet you. Um, well, as long as you're all right, and you're safe. Uh, you look a little bru- you look a little banged up and covered in salt. Uh, yeah, I fell in a salt mine. Um, well, are, are you on? Were you gestures? What were you doing here? Well, I was on my way to. I was actually on my way to last light. Vigrin's a little. It's a little out of the way. Uh, last light. I was checking. Well, I was checking something out myself. She nods. Uh, understandable. And we like we like to road trip a little a little ways out from last light for our uh, training. So you're lucky that we were nearby. Um, gestures. Last light's still about an hour and a half or so uh, down the the border, but um. Well, uh, assuming you're all right, you know we can, we can get you. Uh, you know, we can we can help you guide you the rest of the way if if you'd like, or you know just make sure that you stay safe. Uh, yeah, I I think I'd like that actually. Um, you don't happen to know a good place I could stay, do you? Well, I could I can recommend a couple of uh, hotels or you know make some calls with some folks along the way and see what I can do. First things first, she gestures. Oh my oh my gosh, we can uh a spectrum it comes floating back in and uh just abruptly, you know, just says he got away, but I've lasted him a few more times. So uh, I don't think he'll be coming back. I don't think he's got it in him. And pulse immediately turns to spectrum and just says, "Um can you call uh stops she's trying to remember the name for a moment and just um gestures we uh she's covered in salt uh once we get to the city if we could like help her wash down and spectrum says yeah yeah okay fine i'll i'll call hydro boy and turns away and walks and starts walking away pulling out her phone and pulse says okay we'll we'll get you there and then hydro boy will get you cleaned up and we'll see what we can do about helping you out She's like, you know, Hydro Boy. Well, yeah, he's he's part of the gesture. He's part of one, two, three, uh, and he's um, you know, uh, starts kind of getting a little sprightly. He's part of one, two, three, and he's uh, you know, Hydro Man's protege son. So you know, it's it's hard not to know him. Uh, I don't. I'm sorry. I I, I, get, I don't really know any superheroes. <laughs> well, you just met two, uh, and once we get you to the city, inevitably you'll see a couple more. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, gestures to the fact that the chains and ropes are all down, and it's just like we'll um we'll get back in the air and uh, you know guide you back to the road, and we'll we'll stick with you a little bit of a ways for on the road too. Um, you can get yourself set up while we uh, get flying, and uh, we can get you to last light real fast. Uh, you know, unless you want to stop for anything, of course. Uh, we're here to help. I. I don't. I don't want. I just would rather get to the city. Just give me a moment to get my bike. My my. Uh... Absolutely, absolutely. That's all. I just we just want to be sure. All right. 
uh, okay. she pulse turns around and holds her hands up to Spectrum. Spectrum is uh, reapplying her black, like the eyeliner and eyeshadow, and then eventually turns and is like, "Oh, right, I almost forgot." And then grabs Pulse's hands and starts floating away. And once they're floating away, and you know enough out of sight, I think we get like the bottom edge of, of Harmony's smile, and then she just abruptly flips it back to a more neutral expression as she gets on Dragon and says I'm putting more people in danger there's a light sort of growling noise from Dragon the only way that she can communicate in general but especially in motorcycle form she says not really sure how she's understanding it just responds I don't like it either but I, I don't like it either but I just need to get the last light without any further distractions and you just turn Dragon around, turn her on, and start going? Yep. <laughs> Approximately. And, I, and you know, if spoken to, I maintain good vibes. From everything, I'm assuming she's some level of empath. I, I'm assuming there's a range limit. And Mom didn't teach me much, but she taught me how to fake my emotions. She does it all the time. <laughs> God bless America. But yeah, you get back onto the road, and you start just going just moving along following along you get guided back up the road and like back onto the sort of like main road that goes through vigrid and continues on the entire time as promised uh spectrum and pulse you know remain up there you know white teenager and little and and little rabbit woman uh, floating above as pulse is like always keeping an eye on you making sure that you're all right uh, as you know you're driving along the highway as we follow you along for all these shots we see that rhythmic light uh in the panels continuing to move along as it gets brighter and brighter and keeps going and eventually as you're driving along what might feel like maybe almost an eternity this for this particular last stretch you're sort of snaking up the road that goes up the side of this not quite a mountain but functionally a mountain that is generously referred to as the snake's pass and as you round this last sort of like bend like in it going uh, through the mountain itself well you see it you're on the sort of the highway that's still sort of moving along the outer edge of the Snakes Pass mountain. Not quite like in the technical city limits yet, but you see the sign ahead that says now entering Last Light City. And off to your left, you can see first the large lighthouse that continues to operate with its light continuing to spin around. You hear birds chirping all around you. All of the nature that you're that you're specifically around as ahead of you is the massive sprawling cityscape of Last Light City. It's massive skyscrapers and huge banks and all sorts of stuff that are just you know scream to you that that you have made it to not just a tiny town like you've been wandering through but a massive city and just beyond it you can see you know the sun is not quite starting to set uh, necessarily but is getting lower and shining off of the bay that this city is attached to and i think i i think they would i hope i think they're at least sympathetic to it like this is my first time ever I've seen big cities from plane from looking out the windows of planes before. 
I've never actually seen one on the ground. Or if I've been in a city, I've been inside it. And I think I just stop and I just sort of, you know, kick, pull up the kicks, like put down my leg to like keep up the motorcycle and just sort of stare out onto the city for a little, for like a moment. I'll take good care of your love when I'm so far from home. And she's like, and she, she just says, says Last Light City. The last home of the wielders of light. And as you speed forward down the bend, we don't follow you. We linger on that baby blue horizon, transforming ever so slightly golden, and the fleet of skyscrapers ahead. There is the distant sound of cars honking, of traffic backing up, of city life that fills miles and miles. Far ahead, we can see the road that enters the city, that long, tumultuous end of the road that leads you home. So, like, it has to have been worth it, right? After all, the birds are still singing. And what remains in our vision is a sign. Now entering. Last Light City. And that's our issue. Thank you for listening to Last Light City Comics. This episode was played using a slightly modified version of Masks A New Generation, published by Magpie Games. This episode is GM'd by Justin, a.k.a. Hyper, who can be found on Twitter at Radio Air Hyper. Harmony Winters, a.k.a. Ryder, is played by Danny Hart, who can be found on Twitter at Baddy Danny, that's B-A-T-T-I-D-A-N-N-I, and at her website, baddydanny.weebly.com The voice of the glory driver is Sarah, who can be found making stuff with Flying Goose Studios at FGS underscore audio. The Rider Unlimited theme was made by me! Most music for this episode was provided by Piss Hydrants Forever. This episode also features the composition Only the Highway with words and music by Jim Musk whose music you can find on muskmusic.com. That's M-U-S-K-E, music.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at LastLightPod, and feel free to leave a review and tell your friends. You can find the comic Danny and I make together on Twitter at PaperStarsComic. Special thanks go out to The Observer 138 and Jim Musk. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may the Force fight for you, and may the power preserve you. Mm-hmm.